This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. 602, welcome in a good Friday edition of the opening kickoff here on WNSP. It's our Dr. Christopher Monex championship drive. That's right, me. I'm Mark Heim. That's Lee Shervanian. Matt McCoy is in the house. We're in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Theodore High School, Lee Shervanian. Yeah, How about that? It is. It's, it's been a while since we've been out here, but we're very pleased to be out here to kind of drum up the uh, hype for the uh, spring sports and meet their new football coach. Their new old football coach. That's a good way to put it. The new old football coach, Steve Mask, and he'll be along later on in the show. number of coaches will be dropping by. Uh, keep listening when you hear the Masters golf theme that you hear on CBS. Call Nick and you'll get two passes to Timber Creek to go out there with the carts involved and play some golf. Speaking about the Masters, I'd have to say for day one, going off to a great start if you like name recognition and if you like low scores. And as uh, Tony Ruggiero, who came on our show this week to talk about it, he said you can expect low scores on opening day because of the weather conditions. Mark, I counted up 37 golfers who shot under par. Leading the way is John Rahm and two others. I'll get to the two others in a second. Rom started out with a double bogey on the first hole. You think about that, you're all excited, you're pumped up, you go out there, and before you know it, you're plus two. And a lot of golfers that mentally would be a deterrent. Yeah. He rebounded beautifully and is among three in the lead, and I believe they're starting early today because of the weather conditions up there. So... He has a uh, a seven under, a 65. Brooks Kepka, a live golfer, is tied with him, and so is Victor Hovland. So there's a three-way tie. I think Kepka will be teeing it up today before we get off the air at nine o'clock. So what's crazy is, and and you golfers out there, I think I'm in this boat. I would take a double bogey. If I could get an eagle. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? As opposed to just, yeah. you know, like, yeah, give me the worst of the worst if I can have the best of the best, too. Don't give me Mr. Consistent. Don't give me pars and birdies. I'll take the double bogey uh, if I can grab, if I can get an eagle, too. And what's amazing was I saw where ROM 65 was the lowest score in Masters history by anyone who started with a double bogey, that's that's a very baseball esque stat. I think he tied. There's one other golfer that did that. I don't remember his name, and I I may be off on this, but it, to start out with a double bogey and then to be in the lead, yeah, he's he's in rarefied company for yeah. sure. But again, you know that may go out a window today if he doesn't go out there and perform well. Tiger Woods, it's going to be close, Mark. He's two over. And like I said, there's about 37 or 38 golfers under par. So for him to make the cut, he is going to have to really 
move it up a bit and get his game going. He had trouble. He was actually driving well. It was the putting that was his downfall. Some of the other names, the defending champ, Scotty Scheffler, he's in a good position. He is four under, so he's three shots off the pace. Justin Thomas is two under. Roy McElroy, a pre-tourney favorite. Right now, he's at even par. Phil Mickelson is one under, along with Cameron Smith and Patrick Reed. Those are three live golfers. And it was kind of funny as I was driving away from the station yesterday because the Dan Patrick show, they were really, they were having a good time with Kevin Na. We talked about Kevin Na yesterday during the morning show, got off to a bad start. He was like six over through six, and I think he withdrew. Yeah. So the Dan Patrick show, they were... Na 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 na, you know that that song. Nah, yes, nah, yeah. nah. they were really on his case uh, in a fun way. They weren't trying. Yeah, and, I'm sure he was thrilled. Now I don't know if this is the case. I I don't know all the live golfers. There's 17. The live golfers were instructed to stay no matter what. I don't know if he. I, th- I somebody said he was, but I'm not positive. So if you withdraw Thursday, are you going to stick around? And they were hoping to a live golfer would be at the end, so they want to support him. Now, then you'd start saying, well, wait a minute, who's paying to stick around? They said yesterday on the Dan Patrick show that Liv is paying the expenses for all the golfers there. Yeah. And that's expensive when you rent a house near Augusta because the people who live there usually vacate and rent out the house and make a ton of money. So Sergio Garcia, uh, to this point, uh came out and he wasn't rude he didn't scream he didn't yell he wasn't angry but he was certainly perturbed and wanted to make the point very clear to the media gathering at augusta to stop asking about this whole live pga thing uh he said that it's basically the media that is you know, keeping this story alive, and there there is no story. He keeps saying that it's the media; it's a media-generated story. Uh, and I only bring that up because you brought up. I by the way, if it's a if it's a live, if it's a live kind of sanction thing that you hang out and stay and support, I can get. I, I'm 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 cool with that. But I'm not staying if I'm withdrawn. I'm not staying if I'm withdrawn. Because now you become part of the story, or you are the story, right? I I don't know. It just kind of gives me a weird vibe. Garcia was two over, so he's in that same category with Tiger Woods. And to a degree, he's right. I think the golfers have refrained from any connection between Liv and PGA during the Masters. I think I don't think they were so much instructed, but I think they get it. You know, this is about the tournament. They didn't invite Greg Norman because they didn't want him kind of being a, coming in and, and creating any controversy. The Masters, the people who run the Masters wanted it to be golf. They didn't want it to be about Liv. And to their credit, they did invite the live golfers who were qualified so what the live organization wants is for all their golfers 17 or 18 whatever it is to stick around in case one of their own is in the running on sunday a show of support that's what they that's what they want yeah i'm wondering if it's like uh so if you have a live golfer in that final group you know that that final day and it comes down to it are they following hole by hole, and are they cheering? I think so, yeah. I'm kind of down with that, though. Yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Don't you? I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I think the Masters might. The Masters is kind of a snobby, uh, what is it, blue, uh, white collar. Or, you know, they don't they don't really cater to that. If the, that's the impression I get. I mean, well, you, can't, well, it, you know, like you can't use cell phones. You can't use no cell phones on the course. But would you? Could you potentially have like kind of have this Ryder Cup feel, where you know the guys are out on the fairway and they're and they're cheering for their guy? Not at the Masters. I'm not saying they won't. I I'm think just they saying should. that's not at the Masters. I now, think if, they, you're, if you're in Bethpage, Long Island, or any of the, like, some of those events, yeah, go for it. Now, if it is, then Sergio can't be saying this is a media-generated kind of story, you know, because clearly at that point it's not. Well, I'll tell you this. Happy Gilmore would not be accepted at the Masters. He couldn't pull off some of the stuff he did. Ah! No, when they see that, well, it's not that they're short any fan interest in the Masters, but no, they're not. But that's what that's what that's what made Happy so great, though, was that he brought a different audience to the game of golf. So I don't know, man. I think maybe I think I think I think Happy would be welcomed with open arms at Augusta I, after after the initial blowback. No, Absolutely. I don't, I don't, no way. Not the stuff he pulled off. You don't, You can't do that at the Masters. I mean, he can't be, like, knocking out game show hosts at Augusta, but but I could see, I could see, you know, passing, you know, kegs of beer and beach balls out there in Augusta. Absolutely. I don't think so. Vern Lundquist, though, I, I, he's at the 16th. It'd be funny, though, if you had a guy like, yeah. Happy? Yeah. Who's happy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But he's I was happy to see Vern still out there, Mark. Yeah, so uh, it, was a, it was a good first day, and so um, we'll keep an eye on things there at the, uh, at the Masters for sure. I was uh, kind of glad to see that LSU, not represented by Reese, has decided to go to the White House. Yeah. Uh, she is not officially the spokesman, as we found out. Michael Bennett, who I know well, he's sports information director, is the spokesperson. He said LSU's women's basketball team, the champs, will be going to the White House at a date to be announced. Yes. Sorry, Angelo, you are not you are not representative of the whole university. She's, she's not speaking for LSU. Now, and I've made this very clear. I don't care what the sport is what the circumstance is, who the president is, or what your political view is. It's the White House. Go to the White House and have that experience. I don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat in the, in, in the office. I, I'm a big believer. It's a, it's a potentially a once-in-a-lifetime uh, opportunity. Go do it. Go do it. Reminded me of years ago I was traveling. I'm not going to name the team, coach, or whatever. But one of the coaches I was with went up to the front desk and was pretty ticked off with the, uh, I, I won't get even get into the issues, but while there he said, if you don't do what I've asked you, the entire University of South Alabama will never stay here again. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so they uh, acquiesced and uh, met his, uh, let's say, demands. Yeah. Uh, by the way, and I'm, this might be a first, maybe a first in WNSP history as long as you and I have done uh, done radio together. I think I'm the one that might bring up a baseball story. I'm surprised you have not brought up uh, Fernando Tatis yet. Eh, you know, I about him being called a cheater. That's fine. I, that's a minor league thing. I watch Major League Baseball. Oh, I don't wow. get into the uh, minor, I don't get into the wow. minors. 
you, Lee Shervaney and the blue blood of yes, uh, the, the socialite of baseball. It. Great game last night with the Braves rallying to beat the Padres. But I saw the story. Some journeyman pitcher in the minor leagues gave up a home run to Tatis and, you know, I guess was asked about it, and then he called him a cheater. Look, is Tatis the only cheater in baseball? I don't think so. There's a lot of guys on that Hall of Fame ballot that aren't getting in because they've been accused of being a cheater. So. Well, none of them, none of them homered off the uh, 27-year-old pitcher out of AAA San Francisco. And hey, look, let's just say this: that guy got his 15 minutes of fame because he's been around minor leagues for seven or eight years. I, I'm not sure you're ever going to see him in a major league uniform. But more power to him. Hey, he's entitled to whatever he wants to say. Tatis will be back. The only reason he's in the minors now is because the suspension is not lifted until another, what, two weeks, I think? Yeah. And then he gets back to a very power-laden San Diego lineup. But, um, hey, this may not be the only time Tatis hears that. It. it may right. be several major leaguers who uh, voice their I just think it's funny them. that Tatis has got to take this stuff off minor league pitchers, man. Yes. Brutal. He had a home, home run off. Of what, yeah. Yeah, that, that's an, enough said. Yeah. All right, so we got a lot going on today. So, you know, Sergio says this is a media-generated um, story, uh, uh, Live and PGA. So I'm asking you guys, what other – what other? I'm, I'm probably stepping on some landmines here, but it's a Friday. So I'm curious for, uh, for you guys, I want to hear what are some of the other – media-generated stories that we talk a whole lot about, right? A lot of people are suggesting that this Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese thing is a huge media-generated story. But how often do we have these type of stories, and are they becoming more and more uh, dominant? Um, are, is is media, and I include us in that because it's kind of what we do, are, are, are we promoting stories that aren't really there? Well, it's funny. The stories are there. It's just that when the media gets a hold of them, they just blow it. I'm not going to say out of proportion, but like, for instance, the LSU story about going to the White House has become a major issue on the Internet. So people pick up on a story. And, and I guess because there's so many sports outlets now that they all want to dive in to a story. I, you know, Sergio's right. If if people didn't ask about the live in PGA, most of us wouldn't even know which golfer is which. But uh, to a degree, he's right. Um, and and you're right about the uh, the Caitlin Clark story because yeah. then she gets interviewed, and Angela gets interviewed. Then the White House becomes involved. And if you didn't have the media, you wouldn't have a story. The media. I'm not saying they 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 take it out of blow it out of. I said I I did say blow it out of proportion. I should backtrack on that and say they run with it. That's a better way of saying they run with a story and they go after as many angles as they can. The story is there. It's just that it becomes more dominant because of the networks getting involved. All right. Well, we're just getting started out here at Theodore High School. You know it's a party now. Todd Weissong of Beefo Brady's is here. He's on a got, good Friday, too. I know, and he's got he's to get back to work, man. Uh, there's a lot of fish and chips to be had on uh, on Good Friday. so And they open at 10. So, oh, by the way, congratulations to you guys out there. I made the comment last week. Go surprise Todd. Show up at 945. You know what? People were at the door at 945. So today, 940. Let's do it.
Scoreboard traffic and weather are next. It's our Dr. Christopher Molnick's championship drive right here from Theodore High School. It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP, and WNSP.com. This is Will Herring, a member of the Auburn family. When I'm in Mobile, I listen to WNSP 105.5. Golf is just revving its engines. And no place is the roar of those engines more definite than here. The tumult coming in great cascading Paul, waves. Uh, the Jacks split a doubleheader with Texas State. Mississippi State beat Alabama and Texas A&M over Auburn. Today's show and all of our championship drives, I want to name some of the sponsors. Uh, Will Barnes and the uh, Barnes family at McDonald's Restaurants, Greer's Markets, and Cash Saver. Uh, Todd, he's here with us. Uh, Beef O'Brady's out there at Tillman's Corner opening up at 10 today on Good Friday. 10-ish. And uh, Rich's uh, Car Wash. <laughs> so let's start off our uh, championship drive by talking to the women's and men's tennis coach here uh, at uh, Theodore. He also dabbles in football, Jamie Walter. Good morning. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for uh, taking time to come out of your schedule and join us. You, you got tennis, you got football. Uh, in fact, you played football here, didn't you? I did, yes, sir. During the C.J. Mosley years? Yeah, we were in the same class, so uh, got a little overshadowed, overshadowed back then. I was just about to say, you didn't play during the C.J. Mosley era. He he played during the uh, the Jamie Walder era, no, right? No, it wasn't like that. Oh, it wasn't like that? Oh, my bad. <laughs> as much as I wish. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't sign an $80 million contract in the NFL, so. You're... Um, coaching started here in football you've morphed into tennis how do, what kind of transition has that been like oh it's been good i played tennis in high school so i kind of always wanted that to be my spring sport generally when you come in you're a young coach you're usually gonna have to coach two sports so um did track my first year that covid year and then luckily after that the uh the tennis coach at the time had left so i was able to transition into that as my spring sport how uh let's t see how men's tennis how are they doing so far Doing okay. Um, somewhere around 500. We've got. Uh, we lost our number one last year. It was a really good player, so we're, it was kind of a, a building year for us. Um, we've got several players that this is their first year ever picking up a tennis racket in their life. So um, we're trying to learn and, and get better, and we've kind of we've done that uh, down the stretch here. We've gotten the last a lot better in the last few weeks. So going into sectionals, we're kind of optimistic. And the women? Uh, the women are very similar. Um, Lost a couple, but um, some brand new players this year as well. Um, or I shouldn't say bland, brand new, but second year players uh, still learning, um, trying to get better, and, and have gotten better. Uh, we've seen a lot of improvement over the last couple of weeks with them as well, and and uh, got one week left before sectional. So, do you, do you practice the men against the women? Every now and then, we've gotten more into that in the last uh, probably month. Um, at first, it's kind of hard. Uh, the uh, ability levels are hard to match up and you know there's a little bit of a safety concern there sometimes um, but yeah the last few weeks are some of our girls have gotten good enough that I felt comfortable that we can play them against each other so tell mix, so. Uh, tell us about a couple of you, of your players uh, on the on the women's side Torrance Kelly and on on the men's side Daniel Lester both been named the Beefo Brady sportsman uh, student athletes of the week uh, 
they'll get a certificate for a free entree at uh, Beef O'Brady's there in Tillman's Corner. Uh, talk a little bit about what they've been able to bring to the to the squads this year. Yeah, so Torrance, uh, we played Davison this week. Torrance uh, got a big win in her single slot against Davison, so I was very proud of her. She um, She's battled some injuries the last couple years. She's had a surgery on her leg, so she's um, somebody that easily could have turned it in and kind of debated whether she was even going to play this year. So we were proud she she did end up coming out and got a big win versus Davison this week, so um, proud of her for that. And then Daniel Lester's a, also a football player for us, um, pretty athletic kid, but uh, this is his first time ever playing tennis, and he has rapidly progressed. I tell him all the time I wish he would because he's a junior, so I tell him I wish he would have started when he was a freshman because – he would have ended up being a, and he's still going to end up being a very good tennis player. But two more years would have would have, would have been great. But um, I think he has the best singles record on our team, um, and he's played very well the last few weeks, and also had a big win against Davidson uh, Wednesday. Jamie, were you when you were here as a, a student athlete? Were you more known for tennis or for football? Uh, I would like to think football. <laughs> I wasn't a, I wasn't a, a, an all-star tennis player. I think my senior year I was like the three seed, so it wasn't. That's all right. Wasn't a great tennis player, but I love tennis because it's a lifelong sport. You know, I was able to keep playing it after high school and through college, and still play it now in some leagues at the tennis center. So, um, keeps me active. And I assume you'll be sticking around for football with Steve Mass coming aboard. Yes, sir. I'm uh, staying around. Very excited for that. We got a. Uh, a couple new coaches in, and we're able to kind of retain our core group of coaches. So we're uh, we're excited going into next year. Hey, well, thank you so much for getting up early with us and hanging with us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us out here at Theodore. No problem. Thank you guys for coming. All right, we turn our attention to some golf here at Theodore High School uh, in this hour as well as some track. Hour number two will be some soccer and some baseball. Steve Mass scheduled to join us as well. We'll hear from uh, John Ricchetti in hour number three. Continue with your comments in the app at WNSP.com. It's our Dr. Christopher Bolnick championship drive from Theodore High School in Air Sports 1. It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP, and WNSP.com. Welcome back in the Dr. Chris Vermonix Championship Drive from Theodore High School. It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM WNSP. We are brought to you in part out of Theodore High School by Conwell's Pharmacy, New Century Tires and Auto, Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm, LNS Air Conditioning, and Wards International Trucks. If you've been listening all week, you know when you hear the Masters theme, if you call Nick, you get two passes to Timber Creek, plus you get the golf carts to go golf carts to go with it. We're on the subject of golf. We've got Kendall Gibson, the golf coach here at Theodore, who also doubles as an assistant football coach. Good morning, Kendall. How you doing? Good morning, Lee. How are you? How are you, uh, Mark? How are you, Lee? We're doing wonderful. How did, uh, did you follow the first round of the Masters yesterday on the subject of golf? I did. I was really, really impressed with Rom coming out double bogey and then shooting the 65 right behind it. Uh, the leaders all up there at seven under. It's going to be a, a good tournament. So is that one of your coaching strategies? Say, guys, look, 
double bogey the first one and come back a little bit later with an eagle and everything will be everything will work out. Right, right. The pressure's off. First tee box, you know. <laughs> go ahead and shank one over there in the woods. Let everybody get that out of the way and then yeah. come on fire. Yeah. You have a dog in the hunt for Sunday? Uh, nah, I just like it. I'm a fan. I like it all. Do you play much golf? I do. Um, that's one of the good things about golf. It's a little bit different football. I don't get to go out there with the kids and, and play football. But with golf, you know, I can go out there and take my clubs and walk with the kids and show them how I would take a shot and how I would approach it mentally. And I really get to walk the course and, and, and see the strategy behind it. You know, a lot in high school golf is kids just want to get up there and hack at the ball or, or whatever. And the swing comes. That, that does get developed. But mentally just walking the course and understanding how to score and lower your score and avoid hazards and bunkers and things like that is, is huge in high school golf. So when you were an athlete, student athlete, were you a better golfer or a better long snapper for Troy? <laughs> Definitely a long snapper. Uh, golf still, still, still improving here at 32 in golf. <laughs> Congratulations on that. All right, boys golf team, how are they doing? Um, overall, I'm not, I don't know exactly where we failed the other day in the tournament. Um, we're sitting at 16 and 7 um, versus other opponents. Um, our, we have one senior boy, Chase Williams, who um, is really kind of our leader. Uh, he is constantly shooting um, low 40s for us, maybe even breaking the 30s. Um, he, he's definitely been a guy that's been with us since for four years. and. Um, we're excited, man. He, hopefully, he, he gets a chance to go on and play. We lost um, a kid last year that signed with uh, Mobile College, and um, so we're excited to see maybe Chase go on and kind of follow those shoes and, and be our second signee. Well, you mentioned Chase, and of course, he's he's been named uh, the Beefo Brady Student Athlete of the uh, of the week there. So congratulations to Chase. But while we're on the topic, uh, Kirsten uh, Dickinson also uh, on the on the women's side uh, has gotten that honor this week as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, she came to us in the ninth grade and started playing with us. Uh, she's kind of had a couple of injuries this year and it's kind of slowed her season down. But, man, what a competitor. She, she's, uh, she does a lot by herself out there and comes to practice every day with a group of boys. And she, she's excited to, to get it done. So where does golf stand now as far as sectionals and states and things like that? Well, yeah. So Masters is kind of kind of when golf gets taken off for everybody else. So it kind of wraps up high school golf. Um, we have one match left. Some schools will have a match or two left as spring break kind of approaches. We begin sectionals May 1st and 2nd, and then the next week and the following week are sub-state sub and state. So kind of follow that route. Kendall, I can't help, uh, if you don't mind me moving off golf, you are the offensive coordinator for the Theodore football team. Since Steve Mask has come down really within the last month or so, do you know yet how the the dynamics are going to work on the field? Will you still be in charge of the offense and calling plays, maybe? Yeah, and I'll let Coach Mass talk that, more about that. But yeah, exactly. From from our conversations, he's put he's left me in charge as play caller, and we're moving forward at, with me installing as the offense coordinator. Um, I'll say this, Coach Mask. He came in with the, with the mentality, hey, it's not broke, but I can add some things, and, and I, I believe he can. He, I think he can get us to the next level. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do for for the Bobcats and, and, for, and for just Bobcat Nation in general. Well, like you said, it's not broke. You were undefeated during the regular season. You had a fantastic season. Do you have many of those running backs coming back, or let's say the offensive line coming back that produced a devastating ground game? 
Yeah, um, so I, I, that's one good thing. I get to do the offensive line, and I, I've never had a class where I brought this many kids back. We'll we'll have four returning starters on the offensive line. Wow. Um, I'm I'm really excited about this class on, on the offensive line. We have to replace some skilled kids, but box box wise on offense and defense, we're re- we're going to be really veteran. You know, for years when I covered Theodore, it seemed this was a stomping grounds for recruiters, but I'm almost getting the impression because of the portal, some of your finer football players, athletes, are not getting the look they deserve and not getting the scholarships they deserve. Am I on to something here? Oh, of course. I mean, it's Coach Saban talks about it. I mean, it's all over the place. Um, and Coach Collier was pretty, pretty adamant on it, and I've heard Coach Mass even mention it. High school kids do get left behind because of the transfer portal, and there's there's gonna there's got to be something done a little bit there. Um, we've had some kids that that have taken care of academics and still been left behind. That's you know that, you understand if a kid doesn't do you know doesn't do well in school, and he just didn't set himself up. But if a kid busts his, his rear end in the classroom and on the field, and they still are left behind, that's where you kind of get the the bad taste in your mouth with what's going on. So uh, Kendall Gibson, uh, the boys, girls, golf coach, and obviously the offensive coordinator. But I want to get to your other specialty because you and I had some fun with this, the uh, long snapper. Yes, sir. So what do you look for as far as a long snapper in practice? How do you determine just because of the accuracy of the long snaps? Uh, Yeah, you want to find a kid that's traditionally where I start is I find a kid that's just naturally – kind of can athletic and it can be an offensive line kid it can be a, a running back but if they can kind of play baseball or or can kind of throw a ball at all like if they're if they're chicken winging it out there like that's probably not gonna be your long snapper um so you kind of kind of find a kid that has a natural flow of the ball and then you can build them from there because it's just purely it's like golf it's just pure technique at that point it's it's not hey i'm bigger and stronger than the guy across from me like playing offensive line is sometimes but it's pure technique and, and that's you know, you can build a kid that's intelligent to, to do those things. And they really buy in. Many of the schools we go to, they have a separate coach for boys sports, girls sports. So you're the second coach that's come on here, and you handle both girls and boys. How does that uh, does that take up a lot of your time? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough balance, especially on game days. Um, I have to kind of say, hey, hey, girls, if we're having a boys match, hey, y'all are, are either coming to the range with us and playing here, or hey, it's an off day more so for y'all. And same with the boys, the girls are playing, and so that gets a little tough because it's hard to manage both. You can't, you know, you can't be two places at once. What if they have meets on the same day at a different place? I just I don't schedule it that way, and and we try as most Mobile County. Our st- the way it works for our county is that all coaches do both boys and girls. Now the private schools are a little bit different across the bay is a little bit different, like you mentioned. But for Mobile County, we do both boys and girls, so we just kind of avoid it as we play, as we schedule. Well, we really appreciate you stopping by, man. I know it seems like you got a lot on your plate these days, but uh, uh, congratulations on all the success, and we wish you the best of luck moving forward. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming out. Looking forward to having you all back out here soon in the fall. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to give you guys uh, some updates throughout the course of our our show here with Masters and uh, and the and the likes there. So we'll try to get you some scores and stuff. Uh, we have a minute here, so we do. Uh, you guys can give us a call at six nine four one zero five five. But bring in the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, he, he's he's not available. All right, we'll well we'll just bring Todd Weissong in from uh, Beef Brady's. Hey, Todd. Morning, guys. Let me turn on the right mic there. Yeah, that'd be nice. An- another busy day for you, huh? Good yeah. Friday. I, w- I wonder what the special might be today. Uh, you know, fish and chips, you know, your favorite, Mark. Yeah, well, uh, it-, it will be in demand today for sure. So, 
perfect example. Even Matt had the good, his one good point of the uh, of the week. Uh, he said radio works, and so we have a little bit. Of, we had a little bit of a thing last week where that was proven. Was it last week or yeah, it was last week. You don't even remember. Well, we do so much high quality. We do so much high quality work here. It's it's hard to separate it. So we told people, you know what, you guys open at ten. I said, do do them a favor. You guys show up at quarter to ten before the before it even opens. And, and what happened, Todd? I had five gentlemen sitting in their vehicle at 9.45. Waiting and then the for first, you. And the first thing I did was text you because yeah. I said, this is ridiculous. And you said, this is the funniest thing you've ever heard. Yes. And first of all, I think you should thank me for getting back to you in the middle of my show. No, it wasn't the middle of my show. No, it was after that. Yeah. I, I, I try not to let details get in the way. But That's all good. No, so, so what we want people to do now if they're if, since we've we've gotten here early, do we want them to show up a little bit later? No, no. Say like nine forty-four p.m. <laughs> no, no. I like the nine forty-five a.m. At least I'm there to control oh, okay. that, so I can take care of that. All right. So you guys, uh, it is really cool. Beefo Brady's opens at uh, at ten a.m. Uh, this morning. Uh, we talked about the specials, but uh, you you have been a huge supporter of, of spring sports in Mobile and Baldwin County for a long time. Uh, and, and for very good reason. Yeah, it's just a passion of ours. I mean, we continuously, Beefle Braves is all about community service and, and just being out here at Theodore. I mean, I've been a sponsor for Theodore since I mean, 17 years. I've been out here at Theodore trying to help out the football programs, even when Coach Collier was here, um, just doing things to help out this school. But overall, spring sports just doesn't get the recognition. I mean, men's golf, women's golf, men's tennis, women's tennis, we, we've already talked to those coaches. I mean, those players are out there doing due diligence, trying to be better, trying to get out there, trying to do the same thing, get into college, try to do things to better themselves as an athlete. And all I'm trying to do is step that out there and make sure those people in the area know exactly where these players are. Well, we appreciate you um, not only supporting that, but then offering up the uh, student athletes of the week. So each of those athletes, uh, it's 10 a week, by the way, at every school we go to, we'll get a free or complimentary entree at uh, Tillman's at the Tillman Corner location of Beef O'Brady's. All right, so for those that aren't fish and chip kind of folks, you guys offer a, a wide variety. I know Shervanian's already been in there hitting you up for that. Was that the shrimp, shrimp bowl? The shrimp bowl. Yeah. Uh, you guys offer a lot of different. Uh, options yeah we're all the way across the board i mean burgers wings are our top sellers uh we do a lot of wraps salads um, we have plenty of good sandwiches um, we do steak philly which is a very popular sandwich the cuban very popular sandwich the rice bowls which is a very plentiful you know meal i mean lee can you know lee we have, you were full after that huh didn't eat for two days after there, that there you go and so there's just there's <laughs> a great, great assortment and of course we have a lot of assortment of kids meals so we want that whole family package to come yeah. out. We want everybody to kind of enjoy it. Um, you know, we're doing the best we can, and we just want to continue to, to service the Tillman's Corner and the Mobile area. Well, we appreciate you coming out again. Open at 10 a.m. today. Uh, go by and see them. Uh, are you guys looking to hire folks? Oh, man. we. All, I think that's everybody's desire at this point. But if you're willing to come on to a family-owned restaurant and come and work with the owner, uh, hands in, hands off, um, and make sure what's going on and just, you know, have a – a selective menu. I mean, that's the biggest thing across the board is people come to me and say, oh, well, I want this flexible schedule. I'm willing to work around what you have with school, whatever else you got going on. We're willing to do that. So if you need a job or you need some or you have a daughter that's fixing to get out into the summertime, we'd love to have and try to work with them. Todd, thank you so much. We appreciate you stopping by. Uh, I, I look forward to hearing a count of people that show up at 9 
Oh, I will text message you. Morning. Yes, I will text you as soon as I get to work. Yes. All right, we're going to uh, come back. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to catch up with Chris Mullinex. We'll talk some track as well. Wrap up hour number one here from Theodore High School. It's our Dr. Christopher Mullinex championship drive. Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, Matt McCoy in Air Sports One. It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP, and WNSP.com. Hi, this is Saran Stacy. You're listening to WNSB 105.5. Hey, it's 6.50. Welcome back in. We're wrapping up hour number one here on a Good Friday edition. It's our Dr. Christopher Monix Championship Drive. Mark and Lee in Air Sports 1. We're on the campus of Theodore High School. You heard the audio, the walk-off single by Orlando Arcia to drive in Rosario with the winning run. The Braves won 7-6. Of note, Brian Snitker, the manager, that was his 1,000th career uh, game that he has managed for the Atlanta Braves, and they won. Let's uh, bring in Chris Mullenix, uh, Dr. Christopher Mullenix with Mobile Oral and Facial Surgery. Dr. Mullenix, good morning, and welcome to our championship drive at Theodore High School. How are you today? I'm doing well, guys. Thank you. Chris, I- I'm going to go today on a subject. When people ask me about dental implants, they always ask me about the cost and does it come under insurance and so forth? So I thought I would ask you about, because people get sometimes a little scared off by the cost of dental implants. Could you kind of uh, address this? Absolutely. That seems to be a big fear and sometimes an impediment for patients. But it doesn't have to be. Some insurances cover dental implants. Uh, Delta Dental, for one, has a pretty good dental implant benefit. Uh, but there are ways around it, even when they don't. We have uh, several in-house finance options that are very flexible with payment plans to allow patients to be able to afford the care they need. Uh, We can also tailor a uh, custom plan for a patient that, you know, maybe they can do more with less. So we can find an affordable solution and an affordable option in most cases for every patient. You know, we talk about sports and injuries and those who come to see you because of that. What sport or sports Probably, if there is such a calculation percentage, uh, do you get people coming in to needing oral or facial surgery from? What sport drives more people you in? Know, in this area, it tends to be basketball. Uh, you know, kids get hit with elbows, sometimes knees, heads, as they're you know, going for rebounds or diving for a ball. So I see a lot of injuries associated with basketball. Certainly, uh, baseball, which is a spring sport, which you're covering currently. Down balls, getting run over, running the bases tend to cause facial injuries. So, you know, people always kind of automatically suspect it would be football, but with ailments and mouth guards, football is not that common of a head and, or excuse me, a facial injury. So, more of an extremity related sport. So, mostly basketball, baseball, things like that where the face is unprotected. Chris, uh, how can people reach your uh, business there at 715 Downtown or Boulevard? Uh, it's easy later. two ways. The easiest, best way, 251-471-3381. Phones answer 24-7. We're on the web at mobileoilsurgery.com. We'll talk to you next week. We'll be at UMS Wright. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. You know, the theme of this show in the first hour, coaches do 
coach both boys and girls and, and continue with that theme is the track coach who is with us now, Kyle Weaver, boys and girls. You know, with all those events going on, how in the world do you keep track of all uh, events, girls and boys? Well, luckily I got uh, three great. Uh, I got another head coach, uh, Coach uh, Perez Nelson. Um, he's our sprinters coach, so he makes sure that the sprinters are uh, where they're supposed to be. Um, I work with the throwers and the jumpers. Um, coach G.T. Tolbert, he works with our long distance. And then uh, Coach Warsham, the basketball coach, she, uh, she makes sure everybody's where they're supposed to be so i got a lot of great coaches helping me out bring us up to date on how the track program is progressing here at theodore and what's on what's on the docket next um we're trying to build it up for sure um right now we struggle with finding some decent distance kids and bringing distance kids out um so next year i'm actually going to transition from helping with football i've been a football coach here since 2016 um i'm going to transition from football i'm going to take over the cross country program um, indoor uh, indoor track program, and I'll be doing outdoor. So um, we're going to try to build up the entire uh, outdoor track program um, through cross country and indoor track. Man, it, it takes a special kind of person to run long distance. I mean, you really got to enjoy pain. To uh, <laughs> as a former offensive lineman, I've never liked to run. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. We have a, a couple of Beef O'Brady Student Athletes of the Week here in track. For men's track, it's Will James. And uh, on the women's side, it's Tatiana Spinks. Tell us a little bit about those two athletes specifically. Well, Will James, I'm sure everybody knows. I mean, he's been one of the best athletes coming through yeah. here in, in quite some time. Um, going to Mississippi State for football. Um, he does he does four four things for us. He um, long, uh, high jumps, triple jumps. He's the 100 meter best 100 meter runner we got. Um, he's the anchor on our four by one. So um, he does everything you ask him to do. Um, Ty, she, uh, she plays basketball. She's basically the will of the girls' side. She long jumps. She's the 200 meter runner. She's uh, the first leg on our four by one. Um, she does anything you ask her to do, too. So both of them are very, very good athletes. I'm lucky I get tied for at least two more years. She's only a sophomore, so um, she'll improve over the next couple of years, too. So, Tell our listeners how you wound up down here from Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, couldn't find a job in Pennsylvania teaching. Um, and actually, Brian Hack, who's head of human resources at Mobile County Public Schools, um, my sister uh, married his cousin, and uh, he told me if I needed a job, I could come on down. So came down, I interviewed. I interviewed uh, BC Rain, MGM, um, Theodore, and Coach Collier, only one that was able to give me a history spot. So, so, so uh, Brian, if I remember correctly, is a big black and gold guy. So did that help, although it's different black and gold? It's funny. Um, my family's actually I, – my, I grew up in Pittsburgh. My, my family's from uh, West, uh, Western Ohio. I'm actually a Cleveland Browns fan. So I'm a Browns fan growing up around Steeler fans, Ohio State fan growing up around Pitt and Penn State fans. Um, so, no, the, the old black and gold connection was not, not one of the things there so, for sure. So nobody's perfect is what I'm hearing, right? <laughs> yeah. So did you play uh, high school and college football? Uh, yes, sir. I played uh, for one year at a D3 school up around my hometown uh, called Geneva College. Um, and then I eventually um, got out of college ball um, after only one season. And then I went and uh, transferred to a Division II school and then ended up coaching. I was a student assistant and then a graduate assistant at um, the uh, California University of Pennsylvania um, before I ended up getting into high school coaching. Kyle Weaver joining us, uh, boys, girls, track. What's next uh, on the schedule? 
Uh, we go to Blunt today. Um, we uh, run at Blunt in their um, Friday Night Lights event. Next Wednesday is County. Um, we'll have a little bit of a break during spring break. Luckily, we don't have any events um, during spring break. And then when we come back, we got sectionals uh, the Friday and Saturday before the end of the month. And then after sectionals at state, hopefully we got quite a few athletes qualify. Maybe Will James? Uh, I, I believe Will James probably will qualify in at least one or two things. Hey, man, thank you so much for stopping by. We really do appreciate it. Best of luck for the rest but, of the way. Thank you all, and thank you all for what you do for high school sports. All right, guys, uh, that does it for just about does it for hour number one. They've got We've got a couple guys on the course at Augusta. It's still very early. As of right now, and we know this is probably going to change, the projected cut is even. Uh, Taylor Moore is a plus one, uh, or I'm sorry, they're even. He's even for today, uh, but he's only through one. He's plus one uh, for the tournament. Um, so again, there's probably four or five guys out on the course. We'll try to bring you some updates throughout the course of the day. We've asked you for some of the more media-generated storylines out there. Sergio Garcia made it very clear in his interview with folks at Augusta that he is done talking about live versus pga and this is nothing more than a media driven story is there something there you tell us hit us up in the app at wnsp.com hour number two is next we'll talk soccer baseball softball coach steve mask will be here uh hour number three includes john Ricchetti in the middle of golf report we're at theodore high school for the dr christopher mullinex championship drive right here on the sports station wnsp is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. 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 Here are Mark and Lee. All right, 7.04, hour number two. Thanks for making us part of your morning. It's our Dr. Chris Ramonix championship drive. Mark and Lee, and of course, Matt McCoy. We're in Air Sports 1. We're on the campus of Theodore High School. All right, on the headlines, of course, round two of the Masters getting away at Augusta. They actually moved it up a bit because of the concern over weather conditions. As we've told you, and as well, if you're a golf fan, you know that John Rahm, uh, one of the uh, three leaders at uh, 7 under 65, started out with a uh, four putt double bogey, then seven birdies and an eagle to get to his 65, tied with Brooks Kepka and Victor Hovland. Uh, Tiger Woods, it's going to be close. He's two over to start the second round if he has hopes of surviving the cut. Uh, Baker basketball star LeBaron Filan named the ASWA 2023 Mr. Basketball in the state of Alabama. You know, Mark, a lot of times when you know, I'll take a look at uh, where athletes being recruited to play different sports. I'll, you know, and they'll say, well, I got three SEC schools or something. And, and very rarely do I ever really go in depth or dive into a story like that. But I couldn't help it when I, when I saw this one. There's a Georgia high school uh, quarterback who's going to announce today 
And, and among the seven choices are Alabama, Arkansas, and Texas A&M. But what really intrigued me is his name, because I had to do a double take and then look it up to see. His name is Air Nolan, A-I-R. And I'm like, is that a nickname? I, I couldn't find whether that's really what his birth certificate said, Air Nolan, I guess with that movie coming out, Air, uh, too, that kind of intrigued me. And I'm thinking the NIL uh, opportunities there are plentiful with a name like that. I like it. Yeah, well, Alabama's among, he's supposed to announce later today. All right, let's move back to uh, Theodore for our championship drive. Mobile Oral and Facial Surgery, Dr. Christopher Mullinex, our uh, title sponsor. So guess what? Instead of one coach, we now have two coaches, uh, which is normal at at many places so obviously michael baxter the boy soccer coach he worries about the boys and natalia whiting worries about the girls but here's the intriguing story Uh, michael i'll let you get into it and uh, natalia you can add to it so how did she get to be the girl soccer coach uh first of all thank you all for coming out to theodore high school Uh, it's always a pleasure having y'all uh you know we were just trying to find a girls coach and she's actually uh my next door neighbor when it comes to rooms and you know i just was like hey we need a girls coach i know you're reliable responsible and all those different things <laughs> it, and, didn't uh, that, wait, it didn't matter that she knew nothing about soccer. so you're 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 walking the halls looking for a coach and because she's next to you she she is that what happened that's, to a debate. that's what happened <laughs> i was like oh you know i'm the kind of person where i feel like oh i can do anything so it wasn't so. the sti- the financial stipend you get oh if- definitely not <laughs> It's not exactly going to put you in a new tax bracket. Oh, no, is no, it? no, no, no. So what was what was your thought? Pro- Did you accept immediately or? No, I, I I told him I was like, well, you know, I was honest with him. I said, you know, I, my son played soccer in high school and I enjoyed watching him, but uh, I had never played. I was in ROTC in in high school, but um, but I did love the game and I felt like that was enough you know for me to to give it a go so how did you i mean how have you grasped the game i mean this is your second year right this is my second year so me and baxter actually did some um some things online the grassroots thing um so i started i started going through that and just learning the fundamentals of the game um youtube is a wonderful source (laughs) (laughs) a lot of my practices come right off of youtube i i lean on um other coaches um baxter has also um you know like the very first year he was, he pretty much guided me step by step by step, showing me how to run a practice, um, showing me how to run drills and things like that. And the second year, he was like, all right, here you go. And he dropped me off. Well, I'll say this. At least you're honest about it. When I ask you how much soccer experience do you have, and you put a big round zero up there, at least you're honest. Yes. So how are the girls doing? Well, um, this year I would say that we're growing as a team. Um, we have a young team. Um, sometimes we really kind of struggle with recruiting some of the older girls because uh, soccer overlaps with a lot of other sports, you know, like track. And girls who run track are really good at soccer because they have the speed and, you know, and, and they can handle the, the load of it. So um, I think, you know, we are definitely a growing team. Um, I have a lot of middle schoolers on there. And, um, and so it's kind of hard to bring them up to varsity. But I think we're growing and and uh, the girls have potential what about the boys soccer program michael uh i've been doing it six years now and this is uh by far one of our better uh seasons i don't like to brag sometimes brag go ahead brag uh we're 11 one and two uh we lost when you're i i'm glad you you're ranked aren't you in the top 10 yes i saw that what are you like six or seven something Uh, like that 
Oh, we're right behind Spanish Fort. Um, that's us two battling out for the South. Is this the first time your team's been ranked in the top ten? No, last year uh, we had a pretty successful season. Uh, we came in second right behind Davidson. Uh, and then my first two years uh, we battled it out, and uh, we actually went to the playoffs my first year too. So. Chance to, uh, do you have a chance to get into the States this year, do you think? Yeah, we uh, actually won the region for the first time in school history uh, this year. Um, pretty proud of the boys. Uh, they, they were locked in, and they play hard every single time. Uh, they believe in what, what I'm trying to instill in them. Uh, and like I said, you know, it's, it's a fun process. So. Uh, well, tell us about a couple of your players here, so our Beef O'Brady student athletes of, of the week. We'll start with the boys and talk about Josue. Yeah, Josue is one of the best players in the county. You could probably say even the state. Uh, we played Sarah Land uh, last week, and he uh, scored a hat trick, three goals. You know, it was quite impressive just watching him and the, how the teammates support him uh, because it wasn't just him dribbling down the ball uh, down the field. It was, you know, him making passes and one-twos and different things, and, you know, him having the ability to finish was just outstanding. So he scored a hat trick, but, I mean, we have a really good core group of seniors and juniors, and I have a really talented sophomore on there, uh, and I'm just proud of him. And like I said, Josue is a great Kid, you know, really good academic-wise. And, and, and on the women's side, uh, Grace Tillman. Yeah, Grace is a phenomenal player. She's the kind of student that just really has her head in the game. I mean, no, no lip, just I'm out here for one purpose only, and that is to help my team. She doesn't mind assisting, and she can also uh, uh, land land um, goals herself. She's just an all-around good student. She's um, she's astute academically and, uh, and, and just, just great all around. Michael, I haven't heard the term hat trick in soccer. When a National Hockey League, if a guy scores three goals, the hat trick, they inundate the ice with hats. Do they do that in soccer? Do people throw hats onto the field? No. Uh, I really, teams up north, like we played Leeds last year, they have like bands and stuff in the stands, okay. like bands with drums and stuff. I always thought that was cool. Uh, but no, not not throwing like salmon on the field or eyes or anything like well that. congratulations <laughs> on, on the boys because like you said you're top 10 right now are you coaching football also i do i'm a the special teams coordinator and i also do running backs so uh you know coach collier brought me along like i said i never played but i learned a lot from Ham Barnett, Coach uh, Coach Collier, Coach Gibson, Coach Ridgeway. You had one of the best running backs around, uh, right? Well, you had Will James uh, at times, right? Yes. But it wasn't Jenkins. You yeah, Braden. What? Ha where, where is he going? Uh, he's going to West Alabama. You know, he's a great kid. You know, he's one of the top kids in the school academic-wise. Uh, you know, he always showed up to practice, and that was one thing. You know, I can always say, you know, him and Kirsten. They always battled it out, and this year it was Bray and Braxton, and next year it will be Braxton leading the charge. So is Braden a victim of the transfer portal? Uh, Meaning that he could have maybe gotten offers at maybe D1 yeah. or maybe high double-A. I'm not trying to put West Alabama down, but because there have been so many high school seniors that are overlooked because of the transfer portal these days. I would, I would agree. I mean... You just turn on the Opelika film. I mean, he's splitting defenders. Uh, the the 170-yard touchdown run, he outruns at least three Opelika defenders. Nothing against Opelika. Uh, you know, Bray had a really good game, and, you know, he won uh, all-state recognition for that week. Uh, and, then, I mean, it was a consistent performance every week. And, you know, you don't really see that out of a running back. And, you know, Coach Gibson does a great job scheming it up for him, uh, allowing him to showcase his abilities. And, you know, when Will James came in, you know, Will James towed the rock just like he did against St. Paul's, you know, in the third round. 
Because <laughs> I told I said, you know, within three plays, you're going to bust one out, and it's going to be a touchdown. Sure enough, I think it was like play two, he broke a 70-yard touchdown run. So, Talisa, you're about as, uh, as good a team player as I can think of, because usually when we talk to soccer coaches, they've played soccer coming through the ranks. I've never heard of one that was just like, hey, you don't play soccer, you don't coach it, but we need you to coach the team, and you're a team player. Definitely, definitely, and I'm, I'm real proud of our girls because the first time, for the first time in Theodore history, we have made playoffs. Congratulations. Thank you. When do you Thank play? You. When's your next game? Um, it has Our next game is today. We're playing MGM. Very good. All right, there or here? Here. Good luck to you. Mm -hmm, thank you. Michael, good. when's your next game? Uh, it's tonight. We have a senior night here. We'll play MGM. We already played them earlier in the season. Uh, they do good things out there. We fortunately beat them 4-0, uh, so hopefully we get the same result tonight. Are you 7A or 6A in soccer? 6A. I'm, you know, it was good playing Davidson, Baker, all those teams in 7A, uh, but for a new challenge, I think it's a great thing for us. You know, we played Sarah Lane and Murphy for our region, uh, and that compares us to uh, all the way. we got to play Spanish Fort, you know, probably in the third round of the playoffs. So. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for coming by. We really appreciate it. Best of luck tonight, and uh, we, we look forward to doing it again soon. All right. Thank you all Thanks. for doing everything. All right, it's 7-14. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a break here. We'll do uh, scoreboard traffic and weather. We'll get you the latest on uh, all things Masters as well. Uh, as they have started hitting the uh, the course for round two. We'll catch up with Alec. Maybe when we come back, we'll talk some baseball and softball. Uh, football coach Steve Mask expected to join us in this hour as well. It's our Dr. Chris Vermonix championship drive from Theodore High School. It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP, and WNSP.com. Hi, this is Bo Manning, my co-producer of Training Days, Rolling with the Tide. And you're listening to WNSP 105.5 Mobile. Here on a Friday, thanks for hanging with us to Dr. Christopher Monix Championship Drive. Mark and Lee, we're in Air Sports 1. We're on the campus of Theodore High School. Well, when it comes to the master of the uh, kitchen, nobody better to bring in than Alec Neiman, uh, Neiman's Catering. Good morning, Alex. How are you today? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. Happy Easter to you. Any yeah, chance of... Theodore, I see, so man, still... Hey. Getting into the, we, you know, I guess we're getting close to the uh, halfway point of the baseball season as far as uh, uh, high school, college, and stuff. Jags, uh, you know, they're hanging tough in there, but they, uh, but they're gonna get better before it's all over with. Hey, listen, it's uh, got Masters going on this weekend. You know, I went to the Masters one time about thirty years ago. And got to watch me a, a match there. It was great, you know, but. Listen, it's getting to be into the school year. We got teacher appreciations, graduations that people are calling and thinking about. Of course, um, you know we love corporate lunches and different galas and all kinds of community events. So next week we have the Gourmet Chef Challenge. Uh, it's going to be at the convention center, and it's a fundraiser for the food bank. Our uh, Feeding the Gulf Coast Food Bank does wonderful work out there. We're going to be there along with about 20 other restaurants. The tickets are still available. Um, 
it's going to be great. So try to get out and support our food bank. It's a great time. I mean, certainly we do great work at the food bank and everything. So I just wanted to make sure I got the Gourmet Chef Challenge plugged in there and everything. If you need something from us, you just call us at 473 Our freezer stays. We try to keep it full with gumbos and lasagnas and dips and gravy and crab soups, whatever. But you can shop that. But give us a call if you need anything. 473 Thank you so much, Alex, and happy Easter to you and your great family and, of course, to Naaman's Catering. Yep, you guys can jump in at 694-1055. Obviously, spending a lot of time on the Masters. Round two is is underway. Not a whole bunch of guys um, getting much done at this point. It's still pretty early, uh, but we'll keep an eye on things as the morning progresses. I don't want to belabor the point because we talk about it so often about the NBA but. and not playing. But, I mean, I actually saw some highlights. And, and I, the, the thing is, Denver did not play any of their starters yesterday. Jokic, none of them started. They got the number one overall seed. Yet they still went to Phoenix. And Phoenix is playing Durant and Paul and Booker. And, and like I said, I'm not belaboring the point that Denver didn't play at starters. question I have is how did they come so close? They only lost by four points to the Phoenix team, which was well-stocked with their veterans, and Duran had 29. But that's what caught my attention. I, am I, I'm not going to get into the issues today. I'm not happy, of course, that you know the NBA is like that. They claim that uh, the five are all recovering from injuries, so I have to take their word for it. But, no, you don't. Uh, yeah, I do. All five? All five. Man, yeah, must yeah. be something in the water it over must there. Be in Denver? Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe. They I, I, and so just to be clear, they've, they've secured the one seed, right? Yes. They're, they're, they they're secured set. the one seed, and then everybody's kind of hurt? Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Wow. Yeah, and that's something. What how a that happened. That it yeah. really is. Yeah. But, uh, again, at their word. the fact is that Phoenix at home only won by four points. How do you figure? The other thing I brought up earlier, I love that name, Air Nolan. And I, I tried to find out, Mark, it, this is a quarterback who's being recruited by many, many schools, lots of offers, says he's going to make his decision today. Alabama's on the list. But what a neat name to come if you get him on your team, Air Nolan and as I looked around, and that looked like it, that's maybe what's on his birth certificate. I don't know that for a fact, but I would assume because I didn't see anything else alongside of it. No, that's the that's the name. Uh, it looks like Arkansas, Clemson, Miami, Ohio State, Oregon, A and M is kind of in that first group, according to I think twenty four seven. Then you look at uh, Alabama, Auburn, I think like BC and Colorado, Duke, Georgia Tech. I mean, there you name them, man. There he's got a ton, ton of interest. Um, there, there's way too many to even mention, but, um, but yeah, I mean, look, the NIL is going to come with that dude with a name like Air. Absolutely, uh, you'd be uh, hard pressed to find somebody that wouldn't offer a kid named Air. You know, a while back we talked about that controversial Dallas game when they lost to Golden State and that, that miscommunication where Dallas is lined up on one side of the court and Golden State on the other, and then they had an uncontested layup because Dallas wasn't ready for it. Well, the NBA has turned down the protest, and Mark Cuban said, I'm not surprised at this. Uh, I, I figured this would happen. So uh, it, we didn't think it had much are many legs to go on, and it certainly didn't. Speaking about Mark Cuban, before I got here this morning, I was watching, well, a myriad of shows going back and forth. Mark Cuban is now in a State Farm commercial. Did I see that correctly? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you saw. I saw Mark Cuban doing a commercial, and I think it was for State Farm. Okay. 
Good commercial? Bad commercial? Good commercial. Okay, I then. really enjoyed watching him. He's good. I like him. All right. Well, you managed to get through about 12 topics there Tried in three to. minutes. Tried to. Uh, and, and we didn't – but uh, I'm curious to get, guys, your take on the Masters right now. What would you think of the uh, the first round? I want you to hit us up in the app at WNSP.com. Um, a lot of great stories. John Rom, man, dude, that's the way to do it. Start out with a double – I told, I said this at the beginning of the show. I would rather double bogey – and then come back with an eagle later, because I'm living on the eagle, than to do this whole par birdie thing. Go ahead. I'll take I'll take the hit early. But, uh, dude, four-putted for a double bogey to start. I mean, talk about getting in your own head. And then turns around uh, and, and winds up grabbing eagle later. Um, well, I'll say this. If you have to double bogey, do it early, not late. You don't want to leave the tournament with a double bogey at 17 or 18, but I'm sure Rom would prefer not to have done that at all. But he's still in very good position now, obviously, with the 65 tied for the first-round lead. And Sergio blaming the media about this whole Ella, uh, this live PGA thing, man. He's, he was very nice about it, but he made it very clear. Stop asking me about what? this. Let's talk golf. And, of course, as soon as he says that, no matter how he says it, it's just going to warrant more questions from the media. He's in danger of not making the cut, and if he doesn't make the cut, Liv wants him to stick around and be supportive of whoever's round on the uh, fourth. Yeah, the I'm hoping for a Ryder Cup feel, man. The Liv guy's kind of walk- watching their guy come down 18 on the final day. I'm telling you, it's got, it's got legs. I like it. We come back. We return to talk about some uh, sports here, baseball and softball here at Theodore. Steve Mask scheduled to join us as well. Stay with us right here on the sports station, WNSP. There's a long drive to left off the bat of J.D. Davis, and it's gone. Thirty-two. Welcome back in uh, on this Friday edition. It's the Dr. Christopher Monix Championship Drive. Mark and Lee in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Theodore High School. That was the second of J.D. Davis's home runs. The Giants hit five yesterday. Remember, they had seven uh, in a previous game against the uh, White Sox. So um, they won big yesterday with 20 hits. Uh, we want to thank Conwell's Pharmacy, also New Century Tires and Auto, Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm, LNS Air Conditioning, and Ward International Trucks, among our many sponsors, when we take Air Sports One out for championship drive. Time now to talk some baseball and some softball. Lacey Bosarge is the softball coach. Lacey, good morning. How are you today? I'm good. Good morning to you. And we'll talk baseball. I do want to find out about the Bobcats. DJ Toro is the head coach, former player here. Good morning. How are you today? Good morning. Thanks for having me. I'm going to start out, Lacey, and, and, and then get to you on the subject. Uh, you're transitioning from 7A to 6A. Mm-hmm. What's that been like, easier or harder? Um, I think it's been a little bit easier. Um, last year we had a really, really tough area with MGM, Baker, Bryant. Uh, we also had Davison in there, but MGM, Baker, and Bryant are really tough teams. We pulled it out last year, but during the regular season it was it was a little rocky, but we came out on top at the end. Uh, just as a sidelight, you played softball at Baker. You mm-hmm. played against your former coach who's now at Foley, and you beat them. How satisfying was that was that a big deal for you 
Um, I guess it was it was okay. Um, I think it would have been more satisfying to beat him, I guess, when he was at Baker. Um, it's nothing but love. It's just fun competition. I've got a lot of respect and a lot of love for that man. Surprising? Is it surprising that so many honeybees are coaching now? It's not surprising. He ran a tight ship, and um, he pours you know, his whole heart into the game, so it's, it's evident that a lot of people want to come out of it and, and do exactly what he did for us. All right, let's talk baseball. Where are the Bobcats stand these days, and how do you feel about the transition from 7A to 6A? Um... The transition's all right. It's, in baseball, 7A and 6A, and this, around here, this is really good baseball. Uh, right now, we moved down, so we're kind of in the same area with Searland and Faith, Murphy and Blunt. And last year, it was Baker, Bryant, Mary Montgomery, us, and Davidson. So either way, it's a, it's a tough area. DJ, where does the baseball program stand right now? Wins, losses, and uh, I, I think you're playing what a doubleheader today or a single game today. Doubleheader today, yeah. We're 11 and eight on the season, um, three and one in area play. So I think that sits us at second. I think Saraland knocked off Faith last night. Uh, Saraland's on top. We're second right now. Faith's behind us. Uh, Faith does have the tiebreaker over us, so it's kind of a big game tonight. We got to make sure we go out and and win tonight. How about with uh, softball, Lacey? Where do things stand right now? One loss, and what's coming up? Um, we are four and two in area. We are 18 and 16 overall for the year. Um, Saraland is our most competition in our area. We actually played them in a tournament early in the year. We beat them 10 to two. Then we fell to them in a game at their place. We just played them last week or Tuesday at our place. Lost four to three in a real tough game. Um, it's good competition between the two of us, and we'll get to go at them again um, in the area tournament and hopefully uh, tighten some things up and come out on top. Guys, tell us a little bit about some of the, some of the folks on your team. Uh, the BFO Brady's uh, student athlete of the week for baseball is uh, Jimmy Moody, and for softball, Bailey Davis. Talk a little bit about those guys and, and some of the other folks on your team. Uh, Jimmy, senior for us, uh, he's been playing for four years here. Uh, Man, he's having uh, just a heck of a season. I think he's batting 484 right now. He's 29 for 60. So if, if he starts out one for one, he'll be 500 or <laughs> close to 500 on the season. I mean, it's it's incredible what he's doing. Uh, and then fun fact, I don't know. I just noticed this today is that uh, New Century Tires, his dad actually owns the shop. Oh, yeah? Uh, Jimmy Jr. Cool. is the beef of Brady's Player of the Week. So that's pretty that? cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Bailey Davis for us, she is a pitcher and a center fielder. Uh, not only has she done great things, last week she hit over 750 for us. She had an 818 on base percentage. Um, she she was awarded the Kiwanis Player of the Week last week. Um, she's done some tremendous things. She got moved up to the leadoff spot. Um, she's got over, I think, 90 strikeouts on the year um, as a pitcher. Um, in the outfield last last week, she laid out for a ball for the first time. Um, she's incredible on her feet, but she finally, you know, soared one time for us, and she came out in a big situation, really clutch. Um, it, it kept us in the game. Um, she's doing a phenomenal job. She's a phenomenal leader. She's not super vocal, but she leads by example always, and she's just an all-around great kid, great athlete, and I'm very glad to have her on my team. Were you on a championship team at Baker? I was. We won the um, state championship my senior year. And I know you'd like to bring that to Theodore. <laughs> I would. I really would. DJ, what about uh, your baseball career uh, at Theodore, and then you went on to college? How, how, what were some of the highlights there? Uh, being here, uh, 
us played on varsity for three years. We we made the area uh, playoffs all three years. I think we won the area two out of three. So we were on some really good teams. Um, went to Faulkner State um, a freshman year. We actually went to um, Grand Junction Junior College World Series and played out there and and uh, got to play against Bryce Harper his one year in in college. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and then went on to West Alabama and and had a good two years up there. So. So when you're watching a, uh, well, of course, he's not playing now because of injuries, but when you watch a game and he's playing, do you make sure you let everybody know that you played against uh, Bryce Harper? Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> it's no it's big got, deal. No, it's been so long ago now. I think that was like 2010, uh, yeah, 2010 so when it was. I, I have to believe that uh, relaying or relating what it takes to be successful and get to that next level because you guys have, have witnessed that personally. And I'd say this for all sports and all coaches. That's kind of, I think, the hardest part to get kids to understand. Like, it's not just coming out and, you know, going through the motions. Like, it's it's hard work. I mean, you, you got to want it in a way. It's a grind. And, I, and I, I think a lot of casual sports fans, especially casual fans of high school sports, don't understand the grind that you guys and athletes go through. And then for you guys to somehow relay that message about what it takes to, to get to that point, it's got to be the toughest hurdle. Oh, yeah. I would I would have to agree. Um, my whole life I've never played for soft coaches. Yeah. Um, Tony Scarborough, I played for him for six years from you know the time I was in seventh grade till I graduated. He, he was far from soft in college. I didn't have any soft coaches. Um, we had coaches that pushed us to our full potential, and, you know, they loved on us in uh, behind closed doors or whatever but on the field it was all business and, and sometimes it's hard to get the girls to understand that um, I'm pushing them because I want them to be better not because I'm, I'm trying to you know hurt right. feelings and things like that so um, and some buy into it and, and some I've had to learn I've got to I've got to love on a little extra um, at this level so um, it but I think at the end of the day some um, realize what I am trying to do and the big goal uh, behind everything that I do. What's a soft coach? Oh, man. Um, I guess one that doesn't yell. I could be better about that, I guess. Um, I get riled up sometimes, um, but I'm really passionate for the game. I'm really passionate with my kids. So um, I, I would not say I'm soft, and I don't think they would tell you that I'm soft. Yeah. I probably could be a little softer sometimes. I said it's probably the hardest thing. I guess maybe it might be the second hardest thing. The hardest thing I would think is getting guys and girls to buy in to the team concept. And that's in any sport because everybody's going to want to get out there and get their own, right? They're going to want to get theirs. And it's so hard to, for, to get kids, or on any level, to sacrifice for the greater good. It's just it's it's almost it's almost unrealistic, and when you do have it, it man, it's special. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I think our guys are actually finally starting to understand that process uh, this season. We we're eleven and eight. Uh, we have a lot of guys that 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 are willing to lay a bunt down. You know, get up there and take a pitch and, and get hit by a pitch. You know, to get the next guy up. Uh, we have a lot better team mentality. Uh, Overall, and that, and that kind of—that's what it takes to win. I tell people we don't have—we're not running out any SEC <laughs> players out here, yeah. uh, but we have a bunch of good baseball players. But we have to play the game the right way and play as a team and win as a team. Um, if we do that, we can be successful. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I know it's a big day for you guys after after the school day. So uh, best of luck, and uh, thanks for having us out. We look forward to doing it again soon. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, so um, i tell you what we'll do. Why don't we go ahead and, and break here. We'll come back and wrap up our number um, two when we come back. We're scheduled to be joined by Steve Mask. Uh, we'll get the latest on uh, Masters for you. We'll give you an opportunity to jump in as well. Hour number three includes John Chetty Mill at Golf Report uh, as well. So hang with us. We're at Theodore High School. It's the Dr. Christopher Monex Championship Drive. Mark and Lee in Air Sports One right here on the sports station. WNSP and WNSP.com. Stay with us. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, three-time All-American College Football Hall of Fame, and you're listening to WNSP. Uh, against either Toronto or Atlanta. Uh, Toronto is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is Miami. So is Miami. Oh, Miami's not dangerous. Oh, it's big, it's, and it's a big night for Miami. All right, 745. Welcome back in. Wrapping up hour number two here on the sports station WNSP and WNSP.com. It's the Dr. Christopher Monix Championship Drive. We're at Theodore High School in Lee. Look what the cat drug in. Matt? Matt? Matt, away, no. uh, Matt didn't, uh, the cat didn't drag him in. No, we're he is now the our... second most popular person in Air Sports 1. Absolutely. I do want to thank uh, sponsors like Will Barnes Family at McDonald's Restaurant, Squares Markets, and Cash Saver, Beef O'Brady's, Tillman's Corner. They open up at 10. Of course, Rich's Car Wash. You're talking about Steve Mask. He's back. Uh, as you know, he went to Pell City uh, last year and then... Uh, decided I want to get back to Mobile. I want to be with Lee. I want to be with uh, Mark, and I miss them. You know, we couldn't get up there, Steve. We tried, but we just couldn't get a gig going up there at Pell City. A little too far. Well, that and Matt, they know how to drive past, you know, 30 yeah. miles outside of Mobile. Yeah. That's that's hey, too hey, we but, we uh, had difficulty just finding the place to park here today. <laughs> Don't get us nah, Thank you for that, Lee. It's so good to be home. And it's so, I'm just so thrilled you, and honored to be at Theodore. You know, and when I heard that Eric was leaving, uh, and in my mind, and then look, you know, you hear this term, good fit. And it just seemed like this was a good fit for you, the, the style of play they play, running defense and everything. I said, if there is a job that's available for Steve Mask, this would be it. Well, you know, Eric and I have been friends for a long time, and we have shared some philosophy uh, similarities over the years. We both believe in hard-nosed defense and, and, uh, and, and running the ball, like you said, Lee. And then when he left and went to the south, that immediately – you know, jumped my mind. I sure would like to have the opportunity to, to go to Theodore and uh, uh, had a prior relationship with uh, Mr. Hardigree, the principal. He and I worked together at St. Paul's uh, back in 2009 and 10, I believe. But uh, you know, just reached out to him and was very fortunate with a, a large pool of candidates that he saw fit to give me an opportunity. And I, I thank him and Mr. Threadgill and the Board of Education for allowing us to be here. You know, I. I... I've told you, we, st we told the story on the air. We've already had you on when you were at Pell City. And every week I'd keep looking to see when you won your first game. To I have would, you too. On. Nine, <laughs> we yeah. nine, nine weeks went by. I'm like, I oh, oh. Too remember we talked and I said, I want to get ever. you on after a win. Week after week, nine straight losses. Every, and every, like, every Saturday morning I kept looking for it. I couldn't find it, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but you finally got the win on the last uh, game Golly, of the season I so, we, so we, we could get you on. 
well, a rough year. You know, it's up. To go from where you were, state championships and being always a contender to, I guess, a program that was struggling, it, that's well, kind you of Well, I've told people before, you know, I've been 0 10 before. I you mean, did? Oh, yeah. Like uh, 2002 or 1 at Buckhorn, we went 9 and 2 and held a pretty good running back in the playoffs, Carnell Webb, the third round. We held him to. You know, 325 yards. He'd had 400 if he hadn't crapped up in the fourth quarter. But uh, <laughs> uh, we followed that up at 92 year up with an 0 and 10. And uh, so I've been to the penthouse, so to speak, and I've been to the outhouse. And if you stay in high school coaching long enough, you're going to get there. I know. What'd you, you know? leave, Rush Probes? <laughs> <laughs> no, Rush and I had a long conversation last Friday night. And, and I want to say this, and I mean, with all honesty, it's a it's a very tough situation. I mean, uh, there's some great people there. Dr. Martin. Is a tremendous man, superintendent. He really has a vision of where it needs to be. But uh, it's going to be a tough road, and it has been a tough road, and we knew that when we took it. Uh, when we took it, we were in the region with Scottsbury and Fort Payne and Arab and uh, a couple other teams that I felt like we could compete with. And, and, and no disrespect to them, they all had good years this year. But then we got dumped into a region with Clay Chawful, Pinson Valley, Shays Valley, Oxford, Center Point. And that's the cream of the crop in 6A in, in the Birmingham area, you know, with the session maybe Mount Brook been there with them too. But it's a very tough situation, but I'm thankful for my time. It gave us some time to, to reflect on some things and, and maybe look at some things, doing things different. And uh, I think we grew from the experience, but um, to be quite honest, I really am glad to be home back in Mobile. This is my home. You know, I grew up in Muscle Shows, but this is my home, and this is where I want to be, and this is where I will be. This is, you know, my last rodeo. and. Uh, I'm going to come to work for you and Mark, and I'll get somebody to help Matt drive around. I'll be that guy, and I'll be in charge of food, and we'll all be happy, happy, happy. We'll be having an opening at noon if you want to replace Jim Rome. Where's he going? Nowhere. <laughs> uh, I think air. people just I, – I, I, I sometimes believe people would rather just listen to dead air than listen to Rome, but – there's a couple I just want to go beep, beep, change that channel. He's absolutely, he is one of them. He gets on my nerves big time. All right, Steve Mask, our guest here in uh, Air Sports One. We talked briefly before you came on. Uh, so there's a story out there with your name attached when it comes to Pell City. Um, what was your reaction to it? And, and, and wh- how, how, and I'm using air quotes for those that can't see ready, how involved are you in this? Well, you know, obviously I can't comment on the – this is why well, I love this one. I can't comment yeah. on the outcome of the case, what yeah. it's all about. But I will Pending comment the investigation. on this. I will comment on this. I'm one of 115 defendants named in the lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the party that's suing Pell City sued the superintendent, the principal, the athletic director, the board of education, the city of Pell City, two SRO officers, two baseball coaches, uh, the Pell City Police Department, and 39 baseball players. But all of a sudden, I'm involved in a hazing lawsuit. And I guess technically I am, but that's, you know, what Forrest Gump say, that's about all I got to say about that. Uh, Interesting (laughs) enough, as he sits here with his Dr. Pepper there, Matt, make sure you get that in the shot. That's right. So, how, how you knew it was going to be difficult when you took that job. So, take me through um, leaving a place like St. Paul's Mm -hmm. in that situation. Rolling into Pell City, which is clearly different, and then going from there and walking into this situation. How, how, what is it that separates one program from another, uh, other than the obvious, you know, facilities and that, uh, that well, kind of thing? I, well, quite honestly, let's be honest with front, players have a lot to do with that. Yeah. But uh, the biggest thing, I think, and, and players are it, and, uh, but, you know, you just have to have a commitment to be successful. And, 
And that does, Mark. I've always said that to be successful in any level of coaching, in any sport, quite frankly, in 2023, you need three things. First of all, you need money. You know, you can't operate a program without money. Second thing is you need facilities. And then the third thing you need is players. And all those three of those things require a commitment from everybody involved. And I'll say it. I said it when I was in Pell City. I didn't realize that when I got there that it's a city school system that's elected and a city council that's elected. And politically, they don't always align. And sometimes they sort of throw rocks at each other. And it's public record. I'm not talking behind their back or bashing them. But it was just a hard commit level not being there because they just didn't do things sort of hand in hand. I was there 14 months and never met the, the mayor. I never met the police chief. I never met the fire chief. I met one city council member because his mother was the secretary to high school. And we tried to forge those relationships, but they really, the city didn't want anything to do with the school, and then the school didn't want to have anything to do with the city. But now I think, uh, hopefully, with Uncle Rush coming on board, I think Rush, <laughs> I think Rush has uh, uh, took some advice from some people that, that that this is what has to happen, and and I hope. I hope he can turn it around. I really do. I mean, that some really great people in Pell What's City. What's it like, though, to, to go for to take a program like you were describing, Pell City, which was kind of like mired in mediocrity and you know hadn't had that winning, to come to a program that was undefeated during the regular season last year? Well, you know, I can say I, I said it earlier. I've, I've been to the, both the streams, I, but I think the thing is that whatever situation you walk into, you got to figure out what makes it work. And and if it, if it's a bad situation, uh, it's going to be open a lot. And if you look to turn away that job, it has been open a lot. The really good jobs that people have don't open up every year. You know, you didn't see Jeff Kelly running out of Sarah Land the last ten or twelve years. You didn't see me leaving St. Paul for ten or eleven years. So you just have to assess where you are. And when I got to Pell City, I knew that they had been down, but quite honestly, I didn't realize that the commitment level was not what it was. At Theodore is not broke. Eric has done such a tremendous job, the administration has, the community has, but there are certain things that need to be done, even at Theodore, that hope that we can bring to the table that that can allow us to compete for state championships. You know, it's a high-level program. I mean, I, I'm not making no bones about it. Theodore's a good football job. It's a good football community, and uh, but our, our goal is to to keep building on what Eric and the administration and what the communities has done so far, our goal is to get it to the next level. The next level, quite honestly, is a blue mountain. What? Uh, so, what is what is priority number one now that you're on campus? Because I'm assuming it's a lot different than what priority number one was when you got to Pell City. Well, I think the biggest priority number one here was relationships. Yeah. Because you had a head coach who had been here for 10 years and had been here five more years, I think, as an assistant. So the first thing you got to do is you got to convince the kids that you're going to be okay. You know, that we're going to be okay as a football team. And because we all lose this this sight of what's going on. We talk about coaches' moves. We talk about building buildings. We talk about raising money. But we don't talk about what it does to kids. Yeah. Now, and, and it is still a kid game. But even on the collegiate that we all talk about Coach Saban. We talk about Coach Freeze. But we forget to talk about the kids. So the first priority we had here was to sit down with the kids and the coaches on staff. And it was a great coaching staff. We made we made no changes. And we had a couple move on. I think, you know, Coach Nelson obviously went to Blunt and 
Uh, Coach Collier uh, went to McGill, I believe, and so we've afforded us an opportunity to add two more. But it's a great coaching staff here. So the first move for the first month or two is to build relationships within the building first and then outside the community second and try to make it all mesh. But it's all about relationships. Steve Mask sitting in with us for the rest of the show. Uh, he is the head coach and athletic director at Theodore. So have you uh, made the rounds here? Do you have a pretty good understanding of the school and what needs to be done or what you want to do? I mean, you mentioned we had one assistant coach said that, you, you know, you, you, you came in and said, I'm, I'm not, you know, it, it's not broke, don't fix it. But you do have a way of doing things which was successful at St. Paul. So what, what do you bring to the table now? Well, I think, you know, a level of professionalism, I don't know how you define that, but it's a level of professionalism, doing the right thing, you know, keeping your facility clean, upgrading your facility, uh, make sure, again, going back to what we said a few minutes ago, make sure you're treating the kids right, uh, being good teachers in the classroom. Uh, I'm not a big get in people's space and try to run their program for them. I'm here more of as a making sure you're doing it right, consulting, how can I help you do things better. If you got a problem, come to me and with a little bit of experience, a little bit of blonde hair that I've got, that maybe we've seen this happen before, we can bring that to the table. As far as making my rounds, we still haven't had an opportunity to, to meet all the faculty yet. That's big to me is to get with the faculty. Uh, we still got to learn those those uh, those folks and their relationships. The children's uh, coaches, we've got to do a better job of getting to know them better. It's just so much to do within a month that you obviously I haven't got him close to being there. But, again, Lee, we've got to make sure the relationships in that building are forged and everything else will take care of itself. I want coaches to coach their teams. I'm not here to coach a soccer team. Michael Baxter got that handled. I'm not here to uh, coach to a games? tennis team. Do you go watch him play? Soccer. And tennis? Uh, I'm not seen our soccer team play. All right, just curious. I have not. I could lie and say I have, but I have not seen our soccer team play. Um. <clears throat> You got your schedule already set for the most part, right? Well, it's just reverse of last year. Yeah. So, who, who do you, re- refresh memory? Who do you have to to end the season with? Uh, let me think. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got St. Paul's in week ten at St. Paul's. Okay. Okay. Maybe maybe maybe, maybe we go out for that one. I think there's a good possibility. This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, 8.04. Hour number three. Thanks for hanging with us. It's the uh, Dr. Christopher Monex Championship Drive. Mark and Lee, we're in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Theodore High School. You know, Mark, I just checked my iPhone, and it looks like we have uh, somebody on the Masters who has taken the early. Did he say iPhone? Oh, yeah. You see, it's been a minute since you've seen us. Yeah. Go ahead, Lee. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. Wait, wait, not only does he have it. he, he kind of knows how to use it, Steve. Well, to, I apologize, Lee, if you interrupt. I was just don't totally ask shocked. me to take pictures with it, though. I don't know how to do that just yet. And I blew his. That's probably I, a good thing. I blew his mind when I showed him how to FaceTime. Like, remember when I FaceTimed you right here? That yeah, that yeah. seems like an ugly term, though, FaceTiming me. But <laughs> what, what would you rather call it? 
I don't have another name for it because I don't know much about it, to be honest with you. But I do know John Ricchetti is going to update us right now on the Masters and the Middle Lake Golf Report. Johnny, uh, what's going on there in the uh, second round? Well, play is underway, guys, and uh, they had to uh, move up the tee times this morning a half hour and uh, due to weather that everybody's anticipating in the next uh, 48 hours. But uh, play is underway. Uh, we got a new leader at the top of the leaderboard. His name is Brooks Kepka, and he's at 8 under par, fired 7 under par, 65 in the opening round and uh, fresh off his victory in Orlando at the Live event. And uh, he was he was tied with the lead with John Rahm, who, by the way, made a double bogey, four putted his opening green yesterday, and went on went on to make nine birdies on the next 17 holes. And uh, he's tied. He shot at 65 along with Victor Hovland, also at 65, who was playing with Tiger Woods, who uh, kind of struggled out there yesterday, two over par, 74. He'll go off later on this afternoon. But uh, great round and good to see the leaderboard's full of names. And, uh, you know, if the weather would just cooperate, uh, I think we got the makings of some dramatic golf come Sunday afternoon. And hopefully the weather will cooperate on Augusta National. Johnny, let me ask you, uh, for Tiger to make the cut, he's at 74 first round. What does he have to shoot today? Uh, I think, uh, I think. 72 or 71 for sure will make it. Uh, you know, this is all better, you know, the weather, right? We don't know what's going to transpire in the afternoon and so forth. But I think 72's got an outside shot at two over par, but I think 71 gets him in. Uh, I was on the ground at Augusta National Monday, Tuesday. I watched Tiger uh, nine holes on Tuesday, and uh, it looks really good. I, 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 I'll say this. If the guy could use a golf cart, he would 100% be in contention at this tournament. It is after what I witnessed and watched the way this guy's swinging and so forth, but the just he's just in really banged up shape, and I think it's it just weighs on him, and I don't know if he can get around 72. So I was asked this question yesterday, and I said, 72 holes, I just think uh, – you know, I just think his, his injury to his leg is not going to be a hold up for 72 holes where he'd be able to win a championship. But if he was in a cart, uh, I would say, you know, watch out. He'd be a contender at, in, in any golf tournament he played today. But that's just unfortunate the situation is in. he's in, but he's got a pretty good attitude uh, to go with it, and he knows what he's capable and what he's not and, uh, and so forth. But it's going to be a great – Masters always a great time to be at Augusta National. These people know what to do, and uh, you know they got a well-oiled machine up there. That's for sure. For folks who've, who've never had an opportunity to go there, it is truly a remarkable place. Appreciate you coming aboard, and we look forward to having you on to bring us up to date on the winner. Uh, Monday morning, you'll be on with us, uh, obviously giving us a rundown of what happened Sunday when they reached the uh, 18th. Thank you so much, Johnny. I really appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. Good luck to Coach Mast over there. He's going. He knows how to play some golf too, Lee and Mark. I've seen him hit a golf ball. Do you? He knows what's Are going on. Are you pretty good? Thanks, Johnny. Are you pretty good? I used to be decent. I don't know if I was ever pretty good, but I used to be decent. I just don't get to play a lot anymore. I used to play, you know, four or five times a week. I'm hope to 
And the off season being back in Mobile now, I hope they to pick up my Tuesday tour buddies and start playing some then on, on Tuesdays and on the weekend. So, yeah. uh, want to mention, speaking of uh, not so bad golfers, Mickelson right now one under for the day. Uh, he's only through one. Just want to let you know, uh, Gary Woodland as well, also one under for the day through two. You, we mentioned Kepka. He is also one under through two. So we'll keep you up to date throughout the course of our last hour here work? as. Yes. Uh, as our Masters coverage continues right here on the uh, sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. You want to introduce our next guest? Yeah, this is uh, Mr. Tim Hardigree, our principal at Theodore High School, and uh, we're awful glad to be working alongside him and working with him, and uh, he's a fine person and is a great administrator. Uh, I see Greg Connors here, too. Boy, that's, that is a treat. One of the greatest athletes I've ever seen in, in Mobile, for sure, at Theodore, and then some... Uh, Tim, how are you That's, doing? Hey, doing great this morning. Um, great. Hey, what a pleasure it is to have you all on campus, you know. I mean, our we student tried. athletes. We tried. We tried in the fall. <laughs> I got turned down. Got, hopefully things will change a little bit. How you doing, buddy? Uh, hey, doing, doing great. You know, spring's a busy time. You know, we're uh, fortunate to have a bunch of uh, great sports right now, getting a lot of love from you guys. And uh, not only do we have great coaches, we've got great teachers at Theodore High School. It, it, it could be a better time to be a Bobcat. I want to talk. Uh, even about some of you. How many years did you coach football here, Tim? Uh, at Theodore High School, it would be eight years, but all total, 21 years. You, yeah, that's where I remember you the most. All right, what sold John Steve Mask as your next football coach? Well, let me and tell you. First, go back a little bit. Were you surprised when Eric turned in his resignation? Well, you know, we've been good friends. Eric Carter and I have been good friends for 35 years, and he's built such a good uh, reputation here at Theodore High School. He's always been a tremendous coach. We've, we've coached together twice. In the in, in the coaching ranks, so when he came in and he said that uh, you know he had a great opportunity to go to South Alabama, um, we'd been talking about that for a couple of weeks, and um, you know it wasn't a, it wasn't a big shock, but I completely understood. So when we opened up the position here at Theodore High School, we had 72 applicants, and there was one that stood out from day one, and that was Coach Mask. And let me tell you why, because when the job came open, he was the single. Uh, individual coach throughout the entire state, nation, uh, southeast, because they came from everywhere, that contacted me every single day. He texted or called me every single day. Now, you know, me and Coach Mass go back just a little bit. We coached together for a year over at St. Paul's, so we kind of knew each other then, and we stayed friends from that point on uh, and stayed in contact. We've always had a good relationship. Um, you know, I wasn't surprised when he called me. I wasn't surprised at all. You know, he's always a man of desire, and Eric's uh, – uh, a built a tradition here and built a program here that was a um, you know a household brand in Mobile County. So in Mobile County Public Schools, um, Theodore High School has had a brand of football that was elite. So when I went after a coach, I understood I needed somebody with you know the track record that could walk in and uh, you know just carry it and maybe take it to the next level. And Coach Mask is definitely that. When you look at his resume, yeah, it's top top of the line. There's a reason why he has eight state championships. Okay, that's, that's, but with that being said, you know, his interest, his, his desire, his passion, his love for the game, his love for kids, his love for coaches, um, and, and furthermore, he just builds relationships like nobody else. So um, did you have a conversation in the contract negotiation about that Dr. Pepper addiction? Do, does, the, does the truck <laughs> roll in every week to provide ample supply? Does he have to find it on his own? 
Well, you know, Coach Mask. You and know, admitting I, that you have a problem is really the first step in recovery here, Steve. I think whatever gets him started in <laughs> the morning. Dr. Pepper, people. <laughs> for me, it's coffee. For Coach Mask, it's Dr. Pepper. Yeah, and whatever gets him up and get him motivated in the morning to get started, we can do that. <laughs> well, well, he's not telling the rest of the story. Two weeks ago, we signed a, a, a contract with Coca-Cola. Absolutely. They distributed Dr. Pepper. It was a no-brainer. How about that? How about that? <laughs> All I asked for was about two cases of Dr. Pepper every three or four days. Oh, I thought you were going to say three or four hours. It's kind of funny. When I walked in his office on Tuesday of this week, there's that 12 cases. Yeah. So he, he, he's got a readily uh, <laughs> supply of Dr. Pepper and Coke and Sprite and whatever else he needs. You know, Tim, I think it helped, too, because you've been in uh, football, high school football for so long, so you obviously had a very good idea of the culture here at Theodore and obviously even around the, the county and so forth. And it's it's kind of rare, isn't it, where you have to replace a coach who had a perfect regular season. You know, that usually when you're looking for a, a new coach or AD, it's after a bad year. You mm-hmm. know, obviously when you started out, coaches stayed forever. Today, you, you have a bad one or two years. We, we have had coaches last one year. Right. I don't get into names, but, I mean, one year some of the schools we've been at. So, uh, you know, you obviously knew – you know what it takes, and, and as you said, you already you knew about Steve Mask, which I guess right. made it a lot easier for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, going into it, I mean, I I felt like being a first year principal, but not a first year educator. You know, not a first year administrator. You know, going into it, I thought this was going to be my um, the, the the easier part of what I had to do. Okay, the academics and stuff. That's one thing. The athletic side of it, I was looking forward to that. You know, the 70, oh, yeah. 72 people coming in, applying for the job. You know, it was a, um, you know, the politics that go into it and trying to find the right person uh, proved a little bit, a little bit uh, struggling for me. So um, I'm curious, how uh, how many of those 72, how many of them were legit candidates? Because, well, like, like, in every job, you're always going to get that guy shooting for the moon that yeah. has, you know, I, you know, that just doesn't have the qualifications. How many of those do you just automatically like? Okay, we'll put that. We'll set that one over there. Well, you know, I had a team, nice guy. I had a couple of guys with me that every day at one thirty. We printed off all the resumes of people who applied, people who sent resumes, people who called, and we evaluated everybody on a daily basis. And you know, I'd, I'd lie if I, if I didn't say we had everybody from Park League coaches all the way up yeah. to college coaches. Yeah. You know, Tim, I was the Park League guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's unusual. If memory serves me, every time, and there haven't been many coaching changes at Theodore, but they've always been promoted within. That's what was very unique that you went out. In a sense, you went outside the program because when I first came here, it was Douglas, mm-hmm. then Downing, I believe. Right. Was there somebody between Downing? Coach Meredith. Meredith, right, and then Collier. And then Coach Collier, that's right. Yeah. You know, I think Collier went to the point over 10 years, he built such a big brand of football here that I wanted that to not only uh, – find somebody who was already comfortable with developing state championship programs, but also take us to that level as well. Um, you know, so so when I had a mindset with the team that I was working with and we were evaluating coaches, we wanted somebody to be able to look on paper and somebody that had proven that, and that would be able to take us from that spot and then go ahead and elevate us and take us to the next level. Tim, it's a pleasure to have you join us. I really Absolutely. appreciate you coming and joining us and for keeping in touch and for allowing us to come out here and broadcast and hopefully roll out the red carpet in the fall. I'd love to come back in the fall. Absolutely. You know, it's always a great time to be a Bobcat. And in the spring, I know it's busy and our spring 
spring sports are doing such a great job. Like I said, on a daily basis, Coach Mass does a great job cycling around, assuring that uh, everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. And we're looking for big things out of uh, Theodore High School, not only now, but in the future. Well, thank you so much for having us, and thanks for stopping by here in Air Sports 1. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for everything you do for our kids. Guys, want to let you know, actually, uh, it's perfect timing because Steve's here, and Steve hasn't heard me talk about this, but he's kind of – He's kind of around that age, man, where you start talking about Medicare. There's a there's a guy you need to talk to if you got questions. Uh, we talk about Aiden Marks and Medicare Insurance Advisors. He's been in the Medicare business for more than 12, 13 years. Independent guy, works with multiple carriers. Guys, his his job is not to sell you Medicare. His, his job is to inform you about all the different options that you can get. Um, and there's, everybody's situation is going to be different. So he had a guy... Uh, he had been putting off getting Medicare because he was healthy, didn't need it, didn't feel like he needed health benefits. So he helped him get everything set up. Now, the guy that he dealt with had to had, had to pay a little bit of a, a small penalty, but they got things moving quickly. And everybody's case is going to be different. So with, if you're within a year of retirement or you're 65 and maybe you're still on your company's benefits, you need to navigate and try to balance out which coverage is best for you. Aiden Marks can help you. He's local, he's knowledgeable, and he has a physical location. So go by and check. Ch- Check him out uh, in Daphne, Highway 98 across from Terry Thompson Chevrolet. You can go see him. He can come to you. Never a fee for service. Give him a call, 463-0031. That's 463-0031. That's Aid Marks of Medicare Insurance Advisors. All right, we're going to get you a traffic and weather, and then we'll come back here and have plenty left here at Theodore High School. It's our Dr. Christopher Mullinex championship drive. Mark and Lee in Air Sports 1 and some guy named Steve Mask. We'll, we'll introduce him to the community again. Stay with us. And you're listening to WNSP 105.5 in Mobile. Brian toward left center field. It'll get down. Good read. And here comes the first run to the plate. Tobar makes it one nothing. All right, 823. Welcome back in the Dr. Christopher Monex Championship Drive. Mark and Lee. We're in Air Sports 1. Steve Mask is here with the big T on his chest. Look at that. Theodore High School. And we're also, uh, let's mention some of our sponsors, and we're really proud to have a whole bunch of sponsors out here for our championship drive, like Conwell's Pharmacy, New Century Tires and Auto. That came up in a discussion earlier. Also, Will Barnes Family of McDonald's Restaurants and Greer's Markets and Cash Saver. You know, anytime we go out on this championship drive, I always like to bring up an, an alum. And I, I will say this. I, I put some calls out to C.J. Mosley, and totally overlooked the fact that one of the greatest, uh, along with Mosley, players I've ever seen out at Theodore is Greg Connor, and he is in studio with us right now in Air Sports 1. Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Really appreciate it. You know, Steve, you talked about doing a radio show. Does this guy have a radio voice oh, or whatever? absolutely. Greg is, Greg's got a voice that is tailor-made for radio. What are you doing at Theodore these days, Greg? Well, actually, I'm coaching baseball and then working in the front office, and just enjoying, enjoying life and enjoying work still. 
one of the greatest running backs I've ever seen here, athletes. But you were also baseball. And what, basketball too? Quarterback? Quarterback. Why did you gravitate to baseball? Well, baseball was actually my first love. And that was just the game that I grew up playing all the time, you know. Um, you know, at a very young age. And I just, you know, I loved the game. And I enjoyed football and basketball as well. But it was just something about baseball that that I, I, I you know, just grew to love uh Grew love all my, you know, all my life, and, and then I guess being here from Mobile, and my dad would um, every now and then um, make enough money and would take us to Atlanta to watch Hank Aaron play, and and so and that was just that was just a really one of the uh, thrilling thrilling times of my life, and so and that's that's kind of part of the reason as well. Greg, I'm going to go deep if you don't mind. All right, uh, in in baseball in particular, there are the black athlete is not very well represented these days. The percentages compared to the the Latin American players and so forth. And I've always contended that I always felt that one of the reasons was, and this goes counter to what you did because you went baseball, was you know the in high school the Friday night lights, even basketball the crowds, and the fact that you don't have to go into the minor leagues, you can go right to the to the professional ranks and get some big contracts. Do you have any philosophies on that? Why we don't see uh, the black athletes so prevalent like we did back when you were going to Atlanta to see Hank Aaron and players like that? Well, I, I think a big part of it is that they don't grow up playing the game. And then a lot of them feel that the game is too slow. It's, it's not like the, the football or the basketball where, you know, it's the, the big limelight or whatnot, especially like on Friday nights. Um, you, you, you come here in Theodore, you think about it, Friday nights, football, you, you know, it's the, it's the talk of the town. And everybody's, in, everybody's here and everybody's seeing you. And it's the same thing with basketball. And so I think that's what they really love, that attention that attention that they get on Friday nights, and it's a little bit different for us baseball. Didn't you play with Barry Bonds at one point? I did, I did, and he was. Do you have uh, him on speed dial? <laughs> I don't have him on speed dial, but I can get in contact with him if I need to. Did you ever try to get his autograph? Well, actually, I did, and and I, to be honest with you, I'll tell you a true story. We were in a hitathon together, and he was just hitting balls, you know, as far as you could see, and. And I grabbed the baseball, and I told him, I say, sign this baseball for me. And he said, for what? I said, you just signed this baseball. I said, because one day you're going to break Hank Aaron's record. He said, Greg, go on. you crazy. I said, man, I'm telling you, you are. And to this day, I still have the baseball. Really? Yeah. Yes. So you made the prediction that Bonds would surpass Hank Aaron? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And, and like I said, and I have the baseball right now that, you know, he ended up signing it for me. Because I've heard stories of fellow major leaguers trying to get his autograph, and it didn't go well. Yeah, well, actually, you know, he's not a lot what people think he is, you know, as far as, um, you know, the arrogance or whatnot. He's really, he's really not that person. Uh, he's, he's, he's laid back, and, and once you really get to know him, he's really, he's really a great guy, and he's, he, he's fun to be around and speak with. Greg, can you hang for just a few minutes? I have an issue. I already talked to Steve about it. I want to get into about athletes in Theodore either staying or moving, and you know, you certainly maybe can add some uh, credence to that. Okay, Coach, you ready for that? Sure. <laughs> Steve, Matt, he was having a little problem. 
Let's just, uh, let's just say he let's hope he coaches better than he he, he can draw blinds. Let's uh, just let's just. I got people to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he delegate he delegates well. All right, we continue here at Theodore and see uh, Dr. Chris from Championship Drive. Stay with us right here on the Sports Station WNSP and WNSP.com. so much on having you know my golf game ready versus having my body ready to play I've learned a lot from the court for tour just managing my time All right 8:32 welcome back in as we continue our conversation here on this Friday edition this is our Christopher Mullinex championship drive mark and lee and air sports one we're on the campus of theodore high school and we certainly got a good turnout of coaches joining us uh steve mast the first year coach athletic director at theodore sitting in with us greg connor a former theodore football baseball standout who is now coaching baseball here at theodore steve i wanted to get into a subject when you were at st paul's and you weren't the only coach. There were others around the community that had athletes who lived in the Theodore area. I, I'm not going to get into names, but what now do you do or can you do to keep, let's say, the Theodore student-athletes in town to come to this high school rather than go to a private school? Well, I don't think it's just a Theodore problem. I think it's a uh, everybody problem. You know, you know, Greg was talking about off the air about an opportunity to go play at different schools when he was playing. It was probably not as prevalent as it is now because in those days you grew up in Theodore, you played for Theodore. If you grew up in uh, uh, Murphy's district, you played for Murphy. But now, the, the, in the high school area, especially now, we talk about transferring in college. Twitter is an open forum now for high school kids to try to talk about going play somewhere else. Yeah. And so it's not just necessarily a Theodore problem, it's a high school problem. And, you know, for whatever reasons, we got those kids that, that came to, to the St. Paul's, I, I don't know why we did. They just, I think they came for, for a, a lot of different reasons. I never really asked, to be honest with you. But what we got to do at Theodore is we got to make sure we offer a, a situation, not just in uh, in football and all the athletics, to, to make them want to be here. And, uh, you know, that comes from an upgrade with the facilities, quite honestly. And uh, you got to continue to win, and you got to protect your own players, you know. Uh, Joey Jones is a good friend of all of ours in the program. You know what Joey's job is at Mississippi State right now? He recruits Mississippi State players. His job is to recruit the players on campus to keep somebody from coming in because the head coach and other coaches have got all this other kind of stuff going on, Greg. They don't really, they do have time spent with players, I mean, like that, but his job is to find out what's going on in Mark Himes' world. Are you happy at Starkville? So we got to make sure, and I've got two or three coaches to make sure if there's a problem, if somebody's reaching out to our kids here, let me be aware of it so we can stop it because there is a lot of poaching going on. Now, if anybody doesn't want to sit there and admit to that, then they're crazy. But there's a lot of poaching going on, so you better protect your own kids. How do you protect them, Lee? You build relationships. You build relationships to where they know they can trust you, they know that you've got their best interests at heart, and that you care about them. Because, unfortunately, in 2023, there's about 60% of the homes that, that, that have, you know, uh, single-parent houses, houses, you know, and a lot of divorce rates out there and those kind of things. So 
the Greg Connors of the world and the other coaches of the world, uh, the Vincent Norvells of the world, uh, the Randy Larsons of the world, we got to build a relationship with our kids for them to want to stay and to be at Theodore High So, you know, a lot of people say, you know, when, when you ask a coach about how are kids different today than they were back then and do you have to coach differently, and a lot of, a lot of responses you get are kids aren't really different today than they were back then. But I, I disagree in one respect, and it's to, to your point that you're talking about. We've, we've, we've created a culture of ring chasing, right? We talk about it in the NBA all the time. Well, it's filtered down to college, and it's filtered down to high school, and kids are, not, are transferring so they have a better chance at winning a, a state title or whatever. And it used to be in, in my day or in your day, man, I'm, I'm from Theodore. I don't want to go play with that guy. I want to go beat that guy. I don't want to go to that program. I want to beat that program. Okay. You're a basketball guy. I am. Okay. And, that, and that's good. I, I, but what's happened in football now, you know, 15 years ago, we used to lament AAU basketball. We thought yeah. it was the the – the, the 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 devil had taken yeah. over. Well, there's some people that think that too. <laughs> I'm part of one of them. But, uh, but you know, we think AAU basketball was the devil. Guess what? We're facing football now. Seven on seven leagues, yeah. Yeah. and you got kids leaving Theodore, McGill. Uh, Murphy, and they're all getting together and playing on a seven-on-seven travel ball league and, and going around the southeast and playing. Well, guess what? Greg's a good player. Why don't you're not in a really great situation? Why don't you come play with us? Right. But usually kids want to play for a winning program. I we were at MGM last week, and and you know they've had their issues in football, and now Zach's got them, you know, moving up. But I he told me off the in a sense that there's actually one or two, well, one uh, athlete who had gone to a private school who's actually coming back to Mary G. Montgomery. Greg, do you have any thoughts on what we've been talking about? Well, I just I think a lot of it is just kids want to win and then on the other hand a lot of kids want to play with their friends and so and that's I think that's a lot of things that sometimes what happens when they play in this AAU basketball or seven on seven or whatnot they 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 around them all summer and they start to bond and they try to keep that relationship and so so kids recruit kids and I understand so I that but ever since I've come down to this area in 1980 Theodore has been a winner I mean not you know maybe there was an off year here or there but for the most part Theodore has been a big winner in football most definitely most definitely yeah and we have you know great talent just here in this area and we've always said that if all of our kids just stay here at Theodore we will continue to win and we can win some state championship but over the you know 10 years or 10 or 15 years or so, you know, they've been going dispersing all over the city. And so, and I think that plays, has played a big part of our success as well. So if they just want to stay here, if we can just keep Theodore kids, we will be successful. But I, I think you, you brought up a great point, which is kind of counter to what I was saying, uh, which is, you know, as we sit here and talk about how kids didn't want to go to that other school and play for that other school because that's the team you want to beat. I, I think you touched on something there. Because of the AAU and the travel ball and the 7-on-7, seven seven, they developed these relationships and they realized, which isn't a bad thing because it, it's a mutual respect now when they right. wind up facing each other in high school, but instead of saying, man, that's Steve Mask, I hate that guy. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get after him. It's, hey, he's not so bad. You know what? It'd be fun to play with that guy, right? right? And that just that opportunity never provided itself or presented itself back in the day. So I think you touched on something there where these guys, there's just more of a mutual kind sure of respect, and they they're, they're friends. They're all friends now. Where at, a, at an earlier time, they they just soon run over you than walk around you. Oh yeah, most definitely. And, and I know when we was coming up, you know we 
we wanted to pound everybody that we played. Yeah. And we wanted which, to say. Which you did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, you know, it can continue to be that way now if our kids just stay at home. Yeah. Well, there's there's one word that comes to mind, and I don't really like the word a lot, is control. Because we basically lose control of them in the summertime. That we can do workouts with them. That's, that's something that's, that's being addressed now at the at the state level. Do we now start allowing our coaches to coach our own kids? I'm talking about our our, our students yeah. in the summer. Right. Can can uh, can our basketball coach take the Theodore kids and go play in the AAU league and coach them and instead of turning them over to Lee Shervanian League? You've got my kids. I can't go with you to coach them. Same thing. You know, uh, Randy. Larson and Jeff Stanley can't take our kids to the secondary and take them on seven-on-seven league. It depends on somebody outside. So the outside influences, Greg, what you're talking about has a big deal because in actuality, we don't have a lot of control over it. See, let me ask That's you true. on the word of control because that, that pushes a button with me. Basketball coaches that I've talked to over the years and the head coaches that claim in high school that they've lost control because of AAU, you know, as far as recruiting and some of these AAU coaches get more involved in recruiting, become more the spokesperson for the student athlete than they did in high school. Has that happened in high school football? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I had a kid offered three years ago to the University of Miami and never talked to a college coach. Never thought I'd, you know, you've been around the sure. long as we, we've got good relationships in those arenas. I finally called and said, did you offer this kid? He said, oh, yeah, we meant to call and tell you. Well, <laughs> I'd been nice if I'd known it, you know, but uh, they circumvent you a little bit. I'm not going to use the word handlers. I don't think there are handlers out there. Uh, I think if you allow that to happen, it's a shame on you as a coach. But uh, uh, there are some circumstances. There are people that have more influence maybe in some areas than the high school coach does. But you're, so were you, I don't mean to cut you off, but now you're kind of proposing uh, what you're essentially talking about is the 50% rule, which had become null and void a couple of years ago. You're, you're essentially saying let's take that to another level. Instead of saying, all right, all the kids at the same school, they can play with each other in the off season, but they can't be affiliated with the school and they can't have anybody affiliated with school coaching. You're saying let's let's get rid of those last two addendums there. Let them go out there and play. I, I, I'm going to take the political route so we need to study that really hard. Yeah. Because I think we really do need to study that because really hard. Because I, I guess the, the, the we'll form a committee, the former committee, the former committee, the yeah. study, they may get it back. Because the immediate reaction that that I'll get, you'll get from some people is, you know, they're going to be schools that don't have the financial means to, to be able to do that. So, And I think which is why the 50% the rule became a thing, right, because it kind of provided an unfair advantage mm-hmm. for some schools. No, I just – you need to be able to coach your own players. Yeah. You know, now, uh, how you decide to do that is within your program. Do I want to – do we want here at Theodore to invest our time and effort in the, quote, offseason to continue to coach those players? Yeah. In those kind of arenas, I would say yes, because they're our kids and we want to be able to keep them together as opposed to giving two of them from Theodore, three of them from Murphy, three from B.C. Rain, and then you've got this outside entity who may be a great guy, and I'm sure there's a lot of them out there, but he has more control of that 7-on-7 league than I do. 
But can you put the genie back in the bottle for those guys that go play those quote-unquote elite teams where they're traveling all over as opposed to just traveling in your area with your guy, with your guys? And I said that I for basketball or football right, or whatever. I don't know if you can put it back, but you better try real hard. Yeah. Because there still are some rules in place about financial incentives and those kinds of things. Sure. But, you know, who's paying for all this going on? You know, who's sponsoring all this kind of stuff? You yeah. better be real careful when you, when you start losing control of those situations. So we're talking with Steve Mask in Air Sports One, Greg Connor also sitting in with us. Usually when we go out to a program when you have a first-year coach, and I brought this up a lot last week with Zach Olston, that these coaches who take over programs that have not had success have to recruit the halls. That's not a problem here at Theodore, right? Your numbers should be pretty high as far as turnout, I yeah, would think. But you still you got to recruit your players because if you recruit your players, then they'll have to recruit the hall. There's what, Greg, 1,300 kids here? 13, yeah, about 1,300, 1,400. There's a lot of kids here, and so, you know, we got to be visible and, and – you know, you, you got to do those kind of things, Lee. But at the end of the day, it's the the product that you're putting out there. What kind of value are you doing with the product that you're putting out there? And I've really always said that people will come to the games, people will will help you, be boosters, give you money to support your program. If what they see on the field, if the product is good, I don't necessarily say you had to win a. 11, 12, 13, that would be nice. But as long as you're putting a good product on the field, people will support you, and kids will come want to play for you. Greg, you're, yeah. I, I'm going to change subjects. I know we, we don't have you much longer, but the, the big topic, of course, is the NFL draft. You've seen Bryce Young play. You're a quarterback. Is he too short to be a success? I don't think he is. I mean, you go back and look at uh, probably one of the greatest ever, Doug Flutie. And Doug Flutie wasn't a, wasn't a big guy at all, and he had a lot of success. And I think Bryce um, can have that same success as well. Um, you know, he can, he can fit right there in those in those different little slots there and, and, and make some plays. And, so if you had, if you were drafting, would you go with Stroud or Bryce Young as that number one pick, Carolina? That's that's a tough question. I, <laughs> you know, you, I, I think both of them are, you know, elite, elite quarterbacks. And I think you would probably go with Stroud because of the – because of the statue, uh, which we you know will will make a difference at some point, but I, I like them both. How do you like? like how do you size up a, an Anthony Richardson who looks good in the you know in the shorts and, and all the the elements of what track and field, but has held what 13 starts and they no. projecting. Now to be on, <clears throat> to be honest with you, I think that's the X factor right there, Richardson. I, I think he has he has all the tools. Uh, you know, throws it well with touch, uh, runs well, and has has this the body, and I, I really think he's the X factor of all out of all the quarterbacks actually in the draft. Steve, I have okay again. Like I, I'm, I'm drifting around, as Mark likes to say. I have Let a me question. Ask, uh, what's that, Greg? There, that, and I agree with everything he just said. But uh, I think there's a lot of, and I think Richardson will be a great pro. There's a lot of T-shirt All-American Heisman Trophy winners out there. They look really, really good. But when that noise starts going real bangy-bangy around you, how well do they perform then? So it's yeah. pretty easy to throw on air with nobody running at you. Oh, yeah. But I think he's a great player, yeah. Greg. Make no yeah. mistake about it. But there's a, there's a reason he's doing rounded off somersaults and backflips as he, after he throws the exactly. ball, right? I mean, that's all that's but, but, pre, you know, he, he had that plan from the get-go because oh, yeah. he realizes he's got to make up for all the, the inexperience and he's got to wow people. He, so yeah, he's, he's got to sell himself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was all. I've coached, I've coached a lot of T-shirt All-Americans in the summer. Yeah. 
All right, Steve, you're good friends with Kevin Steele. You mentioned Miami. Uh, he had been at Miami. And then he comes over for the third time with uh, Alabama. He's got a great reputation as a defensive coach, defense coordinator. Would you agree with that, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So why then did he, never, why did he ever leave Alabama, and why were why was he not on that staff forever? Why why back and forth? This is his third go-round with uh, Nick Saban. Well, I think any time uh, you're a coordinator, especially the stature that Kevin's got, you know, I'm not speaking for him, but he still had aspirations of being a head coach. And so you have an opportunity to to maybe build your resume. Uh, Alabama looks really good on your resume, but so did LSU at the time, and so did Auburn at the time, so did Miami at the time. So you're building your resume to where you're not uh, pigeonholed into the, you're just an Alabama assistant. You were successful at LSU. You were successful at, at Auburn. So uh, why is he back now? I think, quite honestly, uh, my opinion, uh, we're all a bit on the back end of this thing, and you've got a chance to go out with a bang. And, and you know, uh, I don't think Coach Saban's going to coach these 95, but, you know, Coach Saban's a little bit on the back end of it, too. He may go to 105. Who knows? But, you know, you got a chance to come back to Alabama and uh, and win another national championship in, in a state where Kevin is beloved by both Auburn people and Alabama people. So it was a, it was a good fit for him at the time. All right, let's do this. Uh, one final break of the day. We'll come back, close up shot, shop, give you a, a quick Masters update. Uh, and uh, and there's a, apparently a, there's a Charles Barkley audio that you're going to have to hear. It's a little lengthy, but we're going to try to get we'll try to get you Charles being Charles here in our final segment of the uh, opening kickoff. A thanks to all the fine folks here at Theodore for having us out. The Dr. Christopher Mullinex Championship Drive continues with one last segment of the week right here on the sports station WNSP. No, I travel with a big bar of soap. I, I love soap. Why? Are you afraid it's not going to be in the hotel? They started, Is there a, a reason yes, they started, dermatologically that you need a, no, a specific be, soap? Because these hotels started being cheap. Those bars ain't big enough. Because I almost had a couple accidents with the soap at hotels. Uh, in what way? Well, when I was washing a part of my body, I almost had a little incident. What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> I almost had a little incident with those little bars of soap. Almost lose it. I almost lost it. And I was like, whoa, that was too close for comfort. So now I travel with my own big bars of soap. <laughs> right about the soap and the hotels, they've gotten a lot smaller. I'll give them that. You should. It's clean. <laughs> I guess. We're gonna, we've, we've held John quite a long time. you got to run? I do. I want, uh, it's good to be home. Good to have you. Great and, to uh, see you too. It's, uh, we're gonna have fun. We are. And we, uh, we are. We're gonna. We we are on the backside of this thing. You know, that's, my health holds up. I have to go another five years. But uh, I decided when I went away and came back. When I came back home, we're gonna have fun. And we're gonna do it right. And Mark, who goes longer, him or me? Uh, I'm gonna give the nod to Steve. 
probably. I'm going to give but him as long as, the, as long as the backbone of the show is here, and there he is, I think he's a large backbone, but the backbone of the show is still here. We'll be fine. Yeah, he's in charge of concessions. He's in charge of concessions, but uh, all kidding aside, thank you all so much, and you're welcome at Theodore anytime. Thank you, sir. I hope you know that, and uh, let's, uh, let's just and keep on keeping on, Mark. Hey, Have man, thank time. you so much and for stopping by. And you're welcome at WNSP. Anytime. I know that. And Appreciate you. And the zoo. That's Steve Mask, too. ladies and gentlemen. So the soap, Lee, too small these days? You're, you and Charles have something I agree common? that the soap has gotten a lot smaller. Of course, I don't have a biggest. Did you? So I heard this this morning was hilarious, the, the whole thing. So it was hilarious, that uh, bit about uh, Charles Barkley. But he comes off the wall with stuff you never, ever, I've never heard anybody talk about the soap. So have you had similar situations no, as Charles? No, not at all. And if you did, would you share it with the with the no, rest of the class? Absolutely not. No, it's none of your business. <laughs> not your per se. I'm talking not me, about just in general. It's not. I don't think anybody cares uh, about Barkley has a way about him, and people gravitate. But whether you know whether I took a shower or not, and what happened with the soap, I don't think anybody cares. Yeah. All right. So you're not. To be clear, though, you're not. You're not. You're not traveling with your own big bar of soap. No, I've okay. never traveled with soap. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, any of you guys actually did? Can can you guys relate to Charles? No, you're going traveling next week. You don't take soap with you, do you? I assume they have it, or no? Um, I don't know enough about the place you're staying at. So. Um, no, I think we do actually. Well, we're going to be at a condo, so you have to. Yeah, you have to take I didn't a know. Little. You have to take some. But but to be fair, I, I I can't. I always, unlike Charles, I always know where the soap is. How about that? I'll leave it at that. <laughs> that was hilarious. And, that and bit before today. that little bit, I thought the funniest thing you could say is don't drop the soap. Now we're talking about losing the soap and and the follow up. If you were listening this morning before we took the air, the follow up was the the uh, the overnight not the overnight show right before us the guys were talking about it and they went into it and agreed one did anyway about Charles yes that is a problem at hotels uh, that the soap has gotten a lot smaller and then they started describing the soap which really went off the rails oh uh, well it sounds like my kind of show then I'm just saying I thought maybe you heard that on the way over because it, it was about the time you were driving over yeah. it was hilarious but Charles Charles being Charles, that's that's why he's a success, and that's why he's raking in the dollars. He's very entertaining. All right, guys, um, much like us, I would add. I'm going to miss you. Yeah. Next week, yeah. Uh, uh, it's good to be missed. No, really, it, it, it is. And I'll be back. You're coming back Friday, and yeah. we'll be at UMS Wright next Friday, okay, just so you don't get lost. Uh, just so I won't get lost. All right, we only got a minute left. Uh, so Brooks Kepka now one under for today. He's through six. Uh, he's uh, he's eight under for the tournament. Uh, Jason a, Day also one under through two. And Brooks, for those who don't know, is a member of the Live Tour. So <laughs> we'll see, see. You're everything that's wrong with the I media, know. according to Sergio Garcia. He's right. No, he's right. You're pushing this agenda. You you you're just manufacturing storylines. I story want lines. to see a Live golfer and a PGA golfer come down the final eighteen and see how Jim Nance handles it. All right. What do you want? Uh, nothing. Uh, just like to apologize. Then why are you here? If you don't want anything, what do you hear? No, for? I am. I just want to apologize to Theodore. Uh, remember, Lee and I got lost this morning on the way here because we well, forgot you got to come behind. I the did. School. You didn't. I, you I saved was here. Me. You saved me this but morning. But they said the clearance on the overhang was 12 feet. 
but it must be a little under that because apparently you hit something. Thankfully, Steve Mask is here, and we lost a bit of the mast up oh, on no. top of the did we? Air Sports One. So they, did they get billed? No, they're Heist? fine. No, they're fine. It's concrete. I'm sure the school is fine. Wait a minute, you wrecked Air Sports no, One? No, I didn't wreck it. I didn't wreck it. I just took the top part of the mast that we no longer use, kind of. Oh, so you, it just sort of. Yes. Yeah, okay. You no did a little spring cleaning on if Air Sports no, One. We didn't need it. No, we don't need it, thankfully. But I, I just went and checked, and the school's fine. I Can didn't you leave any. I didn't leave any marks this time. He, unlike Matt, at Murphy. Matt, we <laughs> joke about always doing something to this vehicle. <laughs> Waited to the final minute of the show to tell us that he indeed did well, something. Well, in I wanted to make to sure Matt. the school was okay. Yeah, in fairness to Matt, we had so many guests today that he didn't really oh, have yeah, a chance to I, sneak yeah, in. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to take away from you know. What, what What's the big gig you got this weekend? Uh, my daughter's sweet sixteen birthday party at my house, and he's he's performing. Or DJing or yeah, performing? I, well, I'm DJing and I'm cooking. What, so, is performing the cooking part or the DJing uh, part? Both. Considering I'm a much better, we're doing burgers, hot dogs, and baked potatoes on the grill. Okay. So, what time do you want yeah. Mark and I to yeah, stop by? It's about six thirty, but hmm. it's going to be a rager. A rager, God says. <laughs> All right. On behalf of everybody here at WNSP, have a great Easter weekend. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously recap the Masters. Assuming there's something to recap, we'll watch the weather. But uh, y'all be safe. Have a great Easter weekend. Uh, The opening kickoff will be back Monday at 6 a.m. Until then, see ya!